This week's episode of I Was a Teenage Film Snob is not brought to you by workout routines or New Year's resolutions. Teenage Film Snob, I'm James Chalmers, your friendly neighbourhood film snob. It is 2024, it's a new year, and this is our first episode. So, we're doing the same thing we do every year. We're going to talk about the movies of 2023, what happened last year, look at some of our favourites, and we're kicking off the year with two guests who have been on time and time again, but they've never done a year in review episode before, and it's high time they did, because they're fantastic. They're the original power couple, I always refer to them as that. Please welcome back to the show for the first time of the year. It's Liz and David. Welcome back, guys. Oh, Hello. thank you. On again. Yes. You keep inviting us and we just keep saying yes. <laughs> I, uh, I, like, I said to Tina sometimes, I'm like, I don't know why they keep doing it. Like, <laughs> they've got lives. Like, I'm like, they keep saying yes. Like, I'm like, they must be having fun. Or, like, they feel like, like look, James is very special. And just, just indulge him, please. <laughs> oh, we love uh, talking to you, James. All good. Yeah. And it's 2024, New Year. Happy New Year to yes. you and your listeners. To everyone, yeah. Happy days. We haven't even taken a break from the show. We uh, there was an episode out on New Year's Eve, and a week later we're back to it. So yeah, working no, right through. No rest for the weekend. No rest that's, for the weekend. What the, that's what the pros do. Mate. That's yeah. it. We um we did a big quiz show last week, so I'm very excited about that. It was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. awesome! Yeah, and I think being that Boxing Day has had a couple of uh, new movies come out. I yeah, yeah. So yeah. Boxing Day is typically a big event day for movies mm. here in Australia. Mm. That's when you always get like your Lord of the Rings movies, you get your Hobbits. Last year it was Avatar. Last year it was Avatar. Yeah. Actually, I still haven't seen that Avatar movie. Yeah. But I did finally see the first Avatar, so I'm catching up. Yeah, Good. don't worry, I'm the same, same boat as you, James. Yep. Yep. I yep. think the big one this year was Aquaman. That was Aquaman. probably the biggest one, which I went and saw, and I had a lot of fun with. So mm-hmm. You'll have to tell me more about it. Mm-hmm. I'm yet to be persuaded, so you'll have to, you know, let me know a few things about it, and um, look. Yeah. I've looked. I've looked at the inside. I've scoured it. I'm the only one. So <laughs> <laughs> everyone is either like it's terrible or a begrudging. Like, oh, it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. My review was like, yeah, it's good. I liked it. Like everyone was like, why would you bother releasing it? The universe is closing. And I was like, sure. But before there were cinematic universes, people weren't worried about that sort of sure. thing. Like the movie needs to stand on its own. And I think it does. Like you got Patrick Wilson front and centre and he's incredible. So Good. Good. Yeah. I did enjoy the first one. Yeah. It was bonkers fun. Yeah. It was really uh, weird, trippy, but admittedly straight out of a comic book. Yeah. Like to be fair, it's Aquaman, he's that's a weird he's a weird dude. Yeah, so, it's a weird concept. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a man, a superhero that talks to fish. Yeah, <laughs> and I will not say, not a merman, not a merman. No, and, uh, merman. <laughs> You're the second people I've heard reference that before. We were somewhere else today. Some strangers heard to say it was like merman. I was like, oh my god, a Zoolander reference. I'm like, should I go? Should I go be friends with them now? No, I just decided not to because that would have been strange. Um, uh, wasn't there now? Robot Chicken. Did you ever watch Robot Chicken? No, I didn't. It's one of those shows. I've, I've seen like a couple of clips, okay. but I, I don't know it very well. Maybe on, I might have to go back and watch a few clips, but I'm pretty sure that Aquaman doesn't just talk to fish in Robot Chicken. <laughs> a bit well, there's a really great joke in Peacemaker as well. Okay. Where, um, I don't, have you watched the Peacemaker? The, I have watched Peacemaker. Yeah, the very last episode, the spoiler alert for a two-year-old show. 
Um, but the Justice League show up late. And like Peacemaker makes a joke about Aquaman being into with fish, and Flash basically confirms it. So <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Uh, this isn't how I expected the show to start, but hey, off to a great start. How was your new year, guys? Yeah, it was a bit quiet, but it was a good. It was a nice way, just a quiet way to enter the year, I think. Um, yeah. But we've um, seen. Well, actually, we did see Wonka recently. So yeah. We took the kids out to see that. So I know that's a 2023 movie, but. Um, and we really enjoyed it, actually. It was quite good, wasn't it? We did. It was really surprisingly, because uh, we went and saw it as well. Yeah. Because we had some free tickets, so we scored some tickets for Christmas and, and, and my birthday and stuff. And I said to Tam, like, what, what do you want to go see? Because I'll go see anything. Mm-hmm. And she's like, let's go see Wonka. And because um, there's an actor in it that she really likes from Horrible Histories, he was one of the chocolatiers. Matthew yes. Boynton. Yeah. Yeah. And I said to her, I'm like, you know, he's playing a bit for five minutes, and he's not. Like, he's yeah. in it throughout. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I've always, I've gone on record, people know on the show as well, I've never been the world's biggest Timothy Chalamet fan. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. He just seems very, he seems very much like the characters he normally plays. He seems very kind of like snooty and a bit of a jerk and stuff. So I'm like, uh. um, And whilst I don't know if he was the best casting for Wonka, I really enjoyed him in this. So like, mm-hmm. I think that, you know, when he's trying to be ridiculous and silly, I think that's where he kind of goes a bit too far. I just don't buy him as like kind of the wacky guy. Mm-hmm. But all the grounded stuff he did in Wonka, I love. So like there's some really like heartfelt moments, like all the stuff with his mother and stuff. Um, no, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And I was going for Hugh Grant. I was like, I just want to see him as an Uncle Loompa. And uh, he did, if, if anything, just more of that. I would have liked more of him. Yeah, I, abs- I totally agree with you. I thought that was one of my favourite movies actually. Um, recently, and just Hugh Grant was just phenomenal in that. I really, really, really appreciated his the roles that he's taking over mm. the years. Mm. Um, you know, he's gone from sort of the heartthrob from you know. Um, yeah, what was it? No, we're not in Notting Hill. Notting Hill. Nine months. Yeah, love Nikki Blue Eyes. Did you ever see that one where he plays no, a gangster? I haven't seen oh, that. It's so funny. I've got to see that. He's in, he's in the Gentleman. He's great. Yes. In the, I would say one of my favorite performances of his is in the Gentleman. Yeah. yeah. And the follow-up one. What was it? There was another one that he um, Operation Operation. Fortune. I haven't seen that no, one. I haven't yeah. seen. Yeah. It's the same character in that film. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. His his performance in Gentleman is next level. It's so I different. Have to see that then. But yeah, yeah, so I'm a bit of a fan. But I felt like he. Was great, and like I've seen him in Paddington. Well, this is actually he's so good in Paddington. Yeah, too. Well, yeah. The same producer that did Wonka did Paddington as well, and and I just thought, oh well, he always he seems to produce like um, Paul King. He seems to make like so he's the director. Yeah, he's a director. Yeah. Yeah. But, the, but the producer is David Hayman, who did the Potter yeah. films. Yeah, oh, I did the Potter films. That's why they're so good casting, you know. Yeah. But. Um, I just thought, yeah, it was such a good movie, and I really look forward to that. I was like, when I was actually waiting for him to come on screen, I'm like, when's the Wolverine? And I said it to him, I'm like, gee, it's been a while. Like, where is he? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The only thing I'll say about Wonka, I was saying to Tina as we were looking at something like, gee, I'm like, what happened between this movie and the Gene Wilder one? Because things must have been, he's so bitter in that original movie. What happened? Because, yeah. <laughs> you know what? When you said that to us, because we'd seen you, we'd seen, just to give a bit of context. Um, to the audience, we'd seen James for Christmas. Yeah. And we were talking about, you were talking about the Wonka movie and we were talking about seeing it with the kids. And you said, yeah, and then you mentioned that exact thing. And I I couldn't help but think the same thing after the movie was mm. finished. I was like, oh, that had a happy ending, didn't yeah. it? So, and then I remember saying to Dave, well, how old do you think, like, Willy Wonka was in that? Like, he must have been quite young. And then I always thought that the... You know, the 1970s the version. version. Yeah, yeah, I always thought he was a little bit, fair bit 
I didn't yeah. think it was that old. But I feel like Gene Wilder would have been like, I, was, I feel like Gene Wilder was probably like late 30s, 40s. Because maybe everyone looks yeah. old in the 70s. <laughs> True. But, like, <laughs> but maybe like he was like in his 50s or something and mm-hmm. like he just, you know, <laughs> the world of chocolate had left it a sour taste <laughs> in his mouth. <laughs> but it is a very, it is a very, different. it's interesting though because it is a, it's a, it's the same you get the sense it's the same Wonka. It is, same yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, all the, just the musical cues and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, and a lot of the art, the art, the set and all the mm. um, the art and all that sort of stuff yeah. is pretty much the same. Yeah. So, yeah, what happened? And I was reading something. I don't know what I was reading, but I don't know whether it was a theory or whether it was confirmed by the director. I can't remember now, but. In the movie Wonka makes, and we'll get to the topic at some point. <laughs> the, the Wonka makes five friends in the movie, and they're meant to be the polar opposite of the five children, or like four of the four of the friends of the polar of the four naughty children in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. So the idea that, like, I think, like, what was her name? Noodle. Yes. yes. Yeah. So Noodle, I think, is meant to be kind of like you're, you're kind of cipher for Charlie, like kind of you kind of substitute her, and like that's who Charlie reminds him of later on. But then the other four adults are kind of like polar opposite of the children who like take advantage of Wonka and stuff. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That was the kind of idea. I'm like, oh that's cool. Like okay. didn't have to do that, but I like that detail. It's yeah, fun. yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. They had a cover I don't know the actor's name, but they had the butler from Downton Abbey in it. He was great stuff. The butler from Downton Abbey. Yeah, he was like the, the old accountant guy who was like, oh, oh yeah, he's in yes. I've never seen Downton Abbey but I've seen like clips. Oh you know the accountant that yes. obviously lives downstairs yes. in the washroom. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And the um the other guy that's the um the thug character. Uh, Tom Davis. Tom Davis. Yes. That his name? Yeah, he's yeah. so good. Yeah. And Olivia Coleman. And Olivia Coleman. Like uh, what I love about I just feel like Olivia Coleman's such a real human being. Like because one of the first things I saw him was Hot Fuzz. Like my favorite movie of all time, Hot Fuzz. She's one yes. of the cops in there. Yes. And yes. then like she goes to being like Academy Award winning actress Olivia Coleman, and she's like. All right, I'm playing like a wench in Wonka. Let's go. Like, <laughs> and, excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. So, wow. yeah. Um, there's not a bad performance in that flick. Even like I'm not a huge fan of Matt Lucas. I think he's fine. But like even in like in this, I liked him. Mm-hmm. Um, Keegan Michael. Uh, Keegan Michael Key is brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So but Yeah. It's, um, Rowan Atkinson was yes. brilliant as well. I just was like, oh, just just so many great actors in that film. It was mm. really good. Yeah. Um, so that was New Year. So that's what we're talking about. Um, so we're talking about 2023. We're not going to do a list per se. The audience is like, <gasps> like they're having a shock horror. We're just going to look at, I guess, 2023 through your eyes and some of the movies that you watched. 2023, I thought was a pretty big year for film and some really good stuff. Before we get into the movies themselves, how was how was 2023 well, for you? In ref- on reflection, like we, we were struggling to kind of come up with a list of the movies that we'd seen because we didn't. I didn't feel like we'd seen a lot, but yeah. then when we went, when I went through the list, I'm like, actually, no, I've seen yeah. it. I've seen mm. probably not as many as I would have in another year. Yeah, but um, it's a good it's a good list. Not yeah. a not a huge list, but um, but a pretty good list. Mm. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, I think like I hadn't realised how many movies we'd actually seen, um, mm. and the year just went so fast. We had a lot of big events happening last year, anyway, like my 40th, and then we went to Noosa and. Like it was just crazy year. Yeah. So I just think I just was like, oh, when you when you told us, I was like, oh, that's gonna be tricky. But then I was like, oh no, we've seen this, 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 and they've all been really, really good. I can honestly connect to everything that we mm. have watched in a really positive mm. way, and always being able to find out just little nuggets of um, 
just little, yeah, pockets of interesting things to watch, I suppose. Mm. Yeah. And so, some of the movies that came out earlier in the year, we've only really seen recently. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It took had, us a little while to get there, but yeah. we got there. <laughs> we've, we've managed to catch up on quite a few. Mm. Well, I was the same. I didn't start, I, I went to the movies more last year than I have since before COVID. I think last year I went probably around 10 times in the end. It, was, mm. it ended up being like, Pretty happy with that because I just started catching up with my friend Josh, who's a friend of the show. He's come on quite a few times because we live on the opposite side of the city. We've known each other for 30 years. And I was like, we should catch up more. And he goes, dinner and a movie. I'm like, dinner and a movie. Let's meet in the city. So we did that like four or five times. And then like towards the end, I'm like, oh, I'm allowed to go by myself. I can <laughs> yes. do that. Yes. And there's like a bunch of them nearby. And like there's a Reading out in Dandenong, which are $10 tickets. So perfect. Yeah. So um, so I never did, did going out a few times, but a lot of my movies were home watchers. Like I just waited for the DVD or the Blu-ray. Mm. Um, yeah, we didn't take that many trips to the cinema this year. Yeah. Yeah, probably I think about maybe five or six. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, yeah. unfortunately we missed out on Barbie, so we had to buy that one to watch it and Oppenheimer. Yeah. But the rest of them, I think most of them, the rest of the list we managed to get to the movies. But nice. can you believe we missed out on Barbie? I missed out by like a day. Like they'd yeah. just finished... That's and crazy. I was going to take my daughter, our daughter, sorry, our daughter Isabella yeah. to the to watch it with a friend, but it just couldn't get any more sessions. So, mm. so popular. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, all right. So, yeah, let's structure the normal. Let's start talking about some movies that you like. Yeah. So we, we're not going to do anything like five to one or anything like that we normally do. We're just going to go through a few and yeah. hopefully I've seen most of them. I reckon I've probably seen a good number. I think I watched 150-something new, okay. new ones last year, 376 in total. So, yeah. Well, um, I, I, I might start with some <laughs> that I saw um, earlier in the year, yeah. like the first half of the year. I, it's, it's sort of really hard to know when they came out, so could you have to correct me if I'm Oh, yeah, sure. No, I'll, I'll, I'll do, I don't think it matters. But, <laughs> I'll do my best. <laughs> earlier in the year we saw Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Yeah. Um, we saw Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, it was about yeah. the kids, yeah. Um, yeah. The Flash, when was that? Right? That was June. June, okay, yeah. yeah. So first half of the year, but um, that was one that we watched. Indiana Jones, Dial of Destiny. That was around the same time as Flash, yeah. At the same time. Um, and so, yeah, they were the ones that we sort of we caught up with earlier in the year. Yeah. yeah. Were there any that you didn't see? That was? I didn't see. Uh, Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones. Yeah. I don't actually watch a lot of his movies. It's not really a- like, it's not really a girl movie. Yeah. Like, Tina, Tina likes them, but, like, I can see why you wouldn't have been, like, attracted to those movies. Yeah. yeah. That that movie, and we'll, we'll, I guess we'll talk about it in a moment, but I, remember, I took my dad to the scenes and I was like, I'll take you to see Indiana Jones. He introduced the films to me, so I'm like, let me take you. And I'm sitting there and there's no one in the theatre. Like, the, it's desolate. The cinema's oh. empty. Mm. And I'm like, it's Indiana Jones. Why is there no one here? Mm. And I'm looking at the kids behind the counter. I'm like, oh, they were... They they were still a, a thought in their parents' memory when the last <laughs> movie came out. Like they have, they've never lived in a world with Indiana Jones. Like yeah. they've never been there for a list. problem. like, that's why it's not come out. That's why it's not performing. Which is a shame because yeah. you know, uh, that, that's that's going to be his last movie. Do you yeah. Reckon? yeah, yeah. I mean, based on this one, like I thought it was okay, mm. and I'm sure we'll get into it a little bit more soon. Mm. But for the the character of Indiana Jones needs to be able to move around and yeah, Harrison Ford is in his eighties. Like yeah. do you know what I mean? Like he He's can't done be so well. Yeah. yeah. And they did try to transition yeah. in the movie. And to the female character. Yeah. So you could you guys envision that it could be a female <sighs> character in the future, do you? Or? I think me personally, go for it. Mm-hmm. Go mm-hmm. for it. I think at that point you don't call it, you can't call it Indiana Jones though. Yeah. Like yeah. if you're not like I would I would say reboot it. Yeah. Like I'm not against a reboot. I know some people get really precious about it, like, but it's probably too late to do it now because he's the voice of everything. But like ten years ago, 
probably should have been Chris Pratt. Do a Chris Pratt. Yeah. Yeah. Or he, did, he, he played Han Solo, old and Aaron Wright, get him to be Indiana Jones. Or Ansel, Ansel Elgort, all these, you know, these these sexy men we were talking about before. <laughs> like there are plenty of there are plenty of like young actors who could play Indiana Jones. Mm. Um, or like you know, the interview, like just create something new. Like you can, but I yeah. don't see how you can do a, another Indiana Jones film without Indiana Jones being in it. Mm, yeah, yeah, because yeah. yeah, it's so iconic as well, and to be able to continue the legacy is a bit of a tricky. I thing, think with it? with time, I reckon that's what they'll do. Yeah, mm. they if they will continue with it. Well, it's it's you know it, it is a big property for Lucasfilm and Disney. It is. Yeah, and, oh. and they haven't they haven't had a movie out prior to this one for many many years, and mm. even before that, you know, it was quite a bit of time. So, you know, that, that it is a big property. It, Still has brand recognition, mm. um, and they could do a lot with it in terms of like branching out into other you know, like the video games, well, that's what TV I was shows. Yes, that I, was, I reckon what they'll show. probably do is do a streaming yeah. show. They'll probably do yeah. like a mini series, something yeah. like that, like yeah. get some interest that way. Well, there was the younger young, Indiana Jones, yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and you got plenty of great young actors out there now. Like mm. you could do that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Because yeah. that's sort of what this is what happens, you know. Like our actors, they start to age because they're humans, mm. and that's what's going to happen. And Tom Cruise is young in the age. Yeah, Tom Cruise is a whole other kettle of fish. That man does not age at all. Um, is anyone a Scientologist? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, there's I a. Leave it at that. I just realised that, like, you could do the birth of Scientology as an Indiana Jones storyline <laughs> cross promotion. <laughs> So I'd like yeah. to talk about Ant Man and the Wasp. Let's talk yeah. about yeah, go for it. that was in February. And yeah. So you know it's nearly twelve months ago. Yeah. And you know I there's been a lot of there's a lot of a lot of people who just hate on. Yeah. And it's an mm-hmm. easy one to hate on because it's Ant Man and yeah. you know it's it's a minor character. But the previous two films, the first film was excellent. The second yeah. film was very good. Mm-hmm. I thought the third film was good. Yeah, I really liked yeah. the third one as yeah. well. I um, when Ant Man came out, I remember I was talking to Tim because it was probably the most hotly anticipated film. No pun intended. Little ant joke there for you. <laughs> um, definitely for the first quarter, it was probably the hot, most hotly anticipated film for me. But I was saying to him, I don't care. Like they got Kang, that's cool. Like if he's your Thanos, they're not going to do a whole lot with him in this movie. Like it's just going to be a tease. And also, he's a yeah. multiverse character, so it's probably not going to be the real Kang. Which I was right. Like yeah. spoilers for a twelve-month-old movie. I said, all I want in this movie is if you give me some really lovely moments with um, Scott and Cassie, yeah. I'm happy. Because in Endgame, the most heartbreaking thing in that movie is that he lost five years of his child's life. Mm-hmm. Um, so all I want to do is see him try to take care of his daughter. Mm-hmm. And, like, in the first, like, 20 minutes, they're falling through the quantum realm. And he's, like, holding on. So I'm like, done. I've got my money's <laughs> worth. Anything beyond this is gravy. Yeah. Um, I had a really good time with that. I thought it was fun. Like, I think, like... You had to do something different with Ant Man. Like, it, like it couldn't just be like he can turn really yeah. small. He can get really big. Like, you had to put him in like a really unique situation. And Peyton Reed even said, "He's like, look, we've always been the punchline movie. Like, you have a big event movie, and then Ant Man comes in to you know cleanse your palate because we don't want to be that with us. We want to be you know we want to have some stakes, and make it a bit more serious." Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, it felt like an Ant Man film to me. Like, I don't know what people were expecting. Yeah, yeah I mean, look, I actually think the Ant Man films are fantastic. Yeah. I've loved every single one of them. I think there's something very likable about Paul Rudd and how he portrays it. Like a little, mm. you know, he's a little bit cheeky. He's very mm. mischievous, but then he's evolved over the movies as well. So by the third movie, I just feel like it was also really important to tie in what was happening with 
Michelle, I don't know the names of the characters, but Michelle. Janet Van Dyne had been lost in the quantum realm. Yeah. And then in Anne and the Wasp, they, they rescue her. That's they were like, right. we need to find mum, and they yeah. got her back. And so this one, they go back in and she's like, by the way, I met this guy, and that's how they introduced Kang. Yeah. And I think um, that's a really important part of the whole, because then it carries on with everything else that's happening. Mm. You know, we've obviously been watching the Loki series as well, which was absolutely fantastic. Really? I love all of that. And, you know, watch that, right? And so it all just connects. So I think, like, I think it was a worthwhile movie to watch. Well, I'm now solidly watching every single Avengers movie possible. Mm. I'm trying to watch every single other sub, Mm. you know, thing, uh, TV show because I think I just want to learn as much. And, like, I've not read all the comics, so I don't know what's going on. I can only rely on what's what I'm watching. Oh, there's a good show coming out next week. I can't wait for that one. Yeah. Echo. Oh, here comes Daredevil. Yeah. So I don't think it's fair to hate on Ant-Man. Look, if that's if that's you and that's that's your thing and yeah. you don't like mm. the movie, that's fine. It's something yeah. for everyone. I didn't hate it. I think it's unfair to, to mm. call it a bad movie. Um, I, I, I think it's a fun movie. It doesn't have massive implications to the universe. No. It's but just, it answers a lot of questions of what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Not, awesome. well, yeah. And so, no, I think, and it's not, it's not, it's not my favorite movie. But I don't, I think it's, a, I don't think it's a bad movie. Yeah, I, um, I liked. I know, I know. A sticking point for a lot of people was Modoc. Like yeah. people, people were like he's meant to be a machine, organized, designed only for killing, and he's a punchline. And I was like. Yeah, but like, do you remember what movie you're watching? Like, damn, man. And also, we're in the multiverse now. So, you're telling me there's not another version of Modoc you're going to be happy with? Like, I guarantee you, especially after the critique of this film, Kevin Feige's probably like, okay, we need to make a more serious Modoc. Yeah. Let's get on that. He comes, he'll, he'll shop at Secret Wars or something. Yeah. Like, you'll get yes. Modoc again. Yes. But also, like, I would say, arguably the most ridiculous character in the Marvel Universe and the hardest to execute. Is Murdoch. Yeah. Like he's a massive head. He's a massive head <laughs> with tiny arms and legs in us. Like I feel like there, there may be a way to do it menacing. I'm not sure how you do that. Like even when they did the animated series, which I, which I haven't watched, they were like Patton Oswald, let's just get a comedian playing him. Like yeah. and yeah, it's it's a tough character to pull off. Like I think they did, you know, they went with a choice. I enjoyed it. I liked seeing Murdoch's little bum. I thought that was funny. <laughs> but it's not going to be for everyone. Um, and that's fine. Yeah. But I, like, yeah. it's not the worst Marvel film ever made and so it wasn't the worst film of the year. Like, there's plenty of good stuff in Well, there. going on from that, we're talking, if we're going down that sort of Avengers thing, we watched Miss Marvel with the kids. And the TV oh, show. No, no. Um, the Marvels. The Marvels. Mm. Sorry, the Marvels. Because that was at the movies, yes? yes? Yeah, yeah. I'm just getting my wires crossed. I was like, okay, see that that movie. I was like, mm, I could have taken it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I just okay. thought like, I know it ties in with a lot of what's happening from the series. Like, you know, um, I can't think of the name. Oh, I did really like the the Easter egg at the end where you know she was. Sorry, spoilers alert. Yep. Yeah, with the X Men. So I thought that was really good, but I could. I just didn't really find that movie as exciting as some of the other movies that I've seen. Um, I actually preferred the Ant Ant Man and the Wasp mm-hmm. compared to that. I, I don't know I what think it a was. lot of people share your opinion. Yeah, I, uh, I liked all the girl cast, by the way. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I really enjoyed the Marvels. I was like, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I've like the, the constant critique about Phase Four and Five has been like, they're not doing the way they used to. There was a plan. No, there wasn't. Phase One, there was no plan. Mm-hmm. Iron Man, they even have said time and time again, most of the dialogue was improv. They were just trying to get it done. Iron Man 2, there was no plan. They hoped to get to an Avengers film, but they were doing it movie by movie. 
hoping to see what happened. Yeah. In a post-Endgame world where they have had 10 flawless years or almost flawless years, cracks are going to show. Mm-hmm. But I think the Marvels works as a Phase 1 film. If that movie was in Phase 1, no one would be complaining. Like, wow, we've got three female superheroes on mm-hmm. here. Like, we had to call them female superheroes. We couldn't just call them superheroes. We've got three of them. What they should have done was just made a Miss Marvel film because that's all I get about. Yeah, yeah, um, same. And like, cause she was my favorite part yeah, of that, and that's why I went. Like, and I will say, Brie Larson, maybe my favorite version of Captain Marvel in this version. Mm-hmm. I think she was a lot softer. I yes, know, like in the crazy. one in the first Captain Marvel movie, she has to be a little bit more hard nosed. She's trying mm-hmm. to prove herself. This one, she's been around a bit longer. She yeah. and there's a bit of a soft, bit of a, a lightness to her, a bit yeah. more of a heart to her, but. I just wanted I just wanted a vehicle for Miss Marvel. So like yeah. that's what I came for. Yeah. That end scene where she mimics what Tony Stark did in mm-hmm. Iron Man. Yeah. I was like, perfect. I love this. This yes. is great. Yeah. Yeah. And it uh, suffered oh, sorry. Like, box office wise, it suffered because of I think character recognition. Yeah. yeah. Not a lot of people know who Miss Marvel is. No, mm-hmm. no one no one knows. And they didn't even really name um Monica Rambo. Like they gave her yeah. all the names that they've had mm. for a spectrum photon. But they yeah. they threw it all and they still haven't Settled on to me. Yeah. I didn't feel like they settled on anything. Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers, isn't a widely known mm. character in the you know general audience, yeah. right? So, and then it also meant that you had to do a bit of homework with it because mm. you had to see the Disney Plus. Yes. Ideally, yeah, so right to get the most from yeah. it. The yeah. best thing they did though was bring that cast into that movie, like have yeah. all of Kamala's family in there because that yeah. was all my favorite stuff. That was my favorite too. I yeah. love yeah. Miss Marvel, and I agree with you, James. I think I would have rather, <laughs> well, in a way, I would have liked. I think that's Miss Marvel carried that movie. To be fair, oh, yeah, I think you're right though. She brought a warmth, like a softness to Captain Marvel, but. I feel like she really carried that movie. Mm. But it did answer, look, again, it did tie in a lot of what was happening with the multiverse. It was bringing in the, you know, X-Men and, and the mutants yeah. story. But, yeah, yeah, I just wasn't as excited about that one. Yeah, and fair enough. Mm. Like the villain is, that it felt like very much like a phase one villain. Yeah. And that's why I say it's a phase one film because that's what it felt like. The villain is fine. She doesn't really do much for the universe. I don't think it was the actress's fault that she was no, fine. No, no, no. It's no, just no. like they just didn't give her too much to do. But, like, they did things we'd never seen. Like the whole planet where everyone just talks in song. I was like, this is cool. I like this. <laughs> I really, I, I know that's not going to be everyone's cup of tea. Like when the, when the Flash sang in season three of The Flash, people got angry, so I understand. But I was like, I've never seen that in a Marvel film, so why wouldn't you do that? Like that's fun and interesting mm-hmm. and different. Like you can't tell me they're not trying to keep changing and doing different things 15 years later because we've never seen that before. Yeah. So, and they're so. trying to capture different audiences. Yeah. Like, yeah, and you're right. Some of them are going to hit and some of them are going to miss. I think it's hard to sort of see down the track, even with they're introducing Thunderbolts, they're just mm-hmm. like, I think I just worry that they're going to run into the same issues that, you know, people just, the audience just isn't familiar with these characters. And Well, the rumour is that after Secret Wars or the the, next, the last Avengers film was reboot, like the, the, yeah. the closing the universe, which isn't a terrible idea. Yeah. Um, I think the Marvels is is a sleeper film. I think we're going to see when it hits Disney Plus, I think you'll see it catches more of an audience. I think because the way that the algorithm works, like if you like Miss Marvel, watch the Marvels and then you'll find the audience will find it on um, streaming later. Yeah. It's a shame because I do think it's a fun film. It, like it doesn't have a huge impact on the cinematic universe, but they don't all have to do that. Like they need to stand on their own as well. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So some other films. Yes. And we'll get to your list too. Do you want to mention a couple that you? Yeah, well, um, the ones that I, oh, I had seen Elemental with the kids. That was good. Um, 
I haven't that seen that a, yet. So. That was cute. You should take um, Zoe to see that. She'd love it. Um, it's not scary or anything like that. And I think it's like any other Disney film, it really um, just hits on the heartstrings. So mm. that was really good. I don't remember an awful lot about yeah. that one, so I'm not going to really discuss that one too much. Um, but, yeah, that was that's a good kid, uh, kids movie. Um, I know I'm going to go and get the kids to watch Wish, which is coming out this year, so that's really good. That's the 100th Disney movie, is that yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, that looks really funny. Um, I love the art style. The art yeah. style's gorgeous. They did a, a cool choice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think, do you want to talk about Well, like, Yeah, well, the, other, the others that probably don't make, if I'm making a top five, the others yeah. that probably don't make the top five, um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mutant oh, Mayhem. Yeah, that was cool. Ooh. So, um, so you, how did you liked it? Or? Oh, I loved I it. Liked yeah, it. Don't get me wrong. I loved it. It would be in the top ten. Mm. But it's not quite making the top five. But yeah. it, don't get me wrong. That was, was a great. Wasn't film. it an unexpected yeah. treat? Yeah, it was an unexpected treat. Look, I went to go see. I remember seeing. I think when I went and saw Spider Verse um, earlier in the year, we saw the trailers for Mutant Mayhem, and I'm like, huh. This is what Seth Rogen's doing with the turtles. This looks different. Like, let's mm. go check it out. And again, I went saw it with my buddy Josh, and we came out of that like with the biggest smiles plus on our faces. Like, it's so fun. Like, and I'm sure we'll talk about Spider Verse at some point. I'm sure it's going to yeah. come up. Yeah. I liked Across the Spider Verse a lot. Everyone's putting in their top, like their top three list. Mm. I think one thing that movie really lacked was heart. Like, I think visually, it's a, it's a spectacle, and there's some really cool action, and the animation is gorgeous, and the story is really good. But what I love about Into the Spider-Verse is that gooey center. Like, it's just so emotional. Like, I've watched that movie a dozen times, cry every single time. Like, mm. It always makes me cry. Didn't really get that for Across the Spider-Verse, but then I watched Turtles, and it was all about family. It's all mm-hmm. about, like, these four brothers mm-hmm. just trying to find their way. And, like, there's that, like, beautiful moment early on where they're watching Ferris Bueller from the rooftop. Yeah. Um, it's got that great yeah. soundtrack. Like, yeah, and wanting to be, like, part of the mm. community, like, part of it, like, peers and everything mm. like that and finding friendships. Just be with, teenagers. Yeah, yeah, just be teenagers. <clears throat> I actually can't – I do agree with you that the Spider-Man movies, like, the first one – I really liked it, mm. but the second one, I didn't connect with it as well. But I still agree with you. Like, I think all of the art in it is just phenomenal. Oh, like when da, when Da Vinci's Vulture shows up, I'm yeah. like, what am I watching? <laughs> this is amazing. Uh, I've got to watch. I've only seen it once. I've got to rewatch it again. But Turtles, I've seen twice. Uh, yeah. I showed it. We watched it on my birthday. That was the second time. Because Tina hadn't said, "I'm like, watch this." Like, tell me what you think. Mm. Um, and she fell in love with it as well. It's just. Maybe the best turtle film we've ever had. Yeah, I think yeah, it is. Like yeah, it's yeah. so yeah, stunning. And like I felt like they really stole or borrowed liberally from the visuals of Into the Spider Verse. I was like, yeah. good. Like I love Pixar, mm-hmm. but everything looks the same. It and does. like the, yeah. these other animation companies coming in and mm-hmm. subverting. That's what I said about Wish. I'm like, I'm so glad they're doing something a little bit different. Like mm-hmm. I can watch Toy Story and Incredibles and all those films time and time again. You can keep doing that animation style, I'll always be happy. Mm-hmm. But you go like one step further and make it look a bit different. Like Turtles is so unique. It looks like it was drawn by children. Oh, it is. Yeah. It's scribbles. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's scribbles. Like, yeah. Yeah. And our kids loved it too. Because mm-hmm. like they had no real preconception. Like, I mean, we tried to show them the 1980s. Um, I just got them on, I got them on yeah. Blu-ray the other day. Yeah. Like, yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, okay, mom. But they weren't really that interested. But they actually really enjoyed that, that film. Really and enjoyed. I think. We're keen yeah. to watch what's going to come of that too in the next Yeah, few years. Yeah, they're teasing Shredder. We've got to get Shredder. Like, <laughs> um, I want to jump back because there's another movie yes. you mentioned earlier. You mentioned the Super Mario Brothers movie. Yes. Which yeah. I would put in the same pile of like what an unexpected delight that movie was. Yeah. Like 
until Barbie came out, it was the highest grossing film of the year. It made a billion dollars. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah. I have seen that movie unintentionally probably almost ten times. <laughs> I saw it once in the theatre. I showed it to Tina. I showed it to Zoe. And now Zoe watches it on a weekly basis. Oh, wonderful. Every week when her grandparents come over, she's like, can we watch Mario? And, like, she knows all the characters. And she's got, like, yeah. little Mario Kart toys now and stuff. <laughs> oh, but, like, I just think it's a per- a perfect popcorn movie. Yes, yes. Don't have a single... Well, like, again, I've seen it ten times. Never bored. Whenever it's on TV, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll, do- I'll hang out for a few minutes and watch yeah. a bit of Mario. <laughs> like, stunning. Like, couldn't believe it. Like... It took 30 years since yeah. Bob Hoskin and John Leguizamo hit the screens and, like, what a triumphant comeback. Like, oh. yeah. And it's about, again, I love what the, the premise of that is about family, you know, yeah. and finding family. Brothers. And brothers, yeah. you know, yeah. and, and trying to make them, like, you know, um, trying to show people who they are, mm-hmm. you know, and, oh, it's fabulous, yeah. And I love Jack Black's character in there too. It's like, like I mean, yeah. he's just yeah. amazing peaches and yeah. everything. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm sitting there as a 45-year-old adult going, wait a minute, wait a minute. So you're telling me that there's a massive green pipe mm. sitting under New York City yeah. <laughs> no one's, and there's a ladder down there and there's a sewer system and there's this big green pipe and no one's gone. Well, it was all bricked over, remember, until oh, they went through. Okay, you're right. And have to watch it again. The best thing about that movie, like, and I noticed this the first time I watched it, is that you can pause that movie at any point and there are half a dozen Easter eggs. Okay. Like, so when they first get the job and they have to run to do the, the plumbing job for the woman with the dog, the whole path they walk is the first level of Super Mario Brothers. Oh, really? Like, it's done. Like, there's, like, there's jumps and there's, like, they even, like, there's a flag they swing down at the end. It's exactly the same thing as level oh, one. Right. When they go underground for the first time, it's very slow, but it's the underground music. It's the da 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 When they smash through the wall, it's in the shape of Mario's head. In an eight-bit design, like there's so much Mario in there, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they made Toad a likable character. Toad has always been very annoying to me, but again, Keegan Michael Key, oh, great. He was so good, actually. And in fact, Will end up loving him so much. He went and bought like a little stuffed teddy, and yeah. <laughs> we just played with him. Right? Yeah, it was really good fun. Good fun movie. I was saying to Tina because it was on the other day, and like there's a montage where they like talk about how Princess Peach arrived at the Mushroom Kingdom for the first time. And it's a very quick montage. You see her as a toddler. She puts, like, a dummy in a toad mouth. And then, like, she's doing the training course that Mario has to do later. And I was sitting there for a second. I was like, you know what? I was like, I would watch an entire movie just about, like, Princess Peach growing <laughs> up in the Mushroom Kingdom. Like, they can give me so Like, Anya Taylor-Joy's performance is so good in that. Like, because mm. I know that, like, when the movie came out, people were like, oh, the princess is too, like, much of a hero. I was like, shut up. Like, <laughs> she's, like, she's been a hero. She She's been in my, like she has been a playable character since Mario Brothers too, mm-hmm. and she can hold her own. Like yes, yeah, yeah. you need to get over. That's your biggest problem with this movie. <laughs> then you've got a very cushy life, my friend. Uh, anyway, sorry, we've been talking yeah, about Mario. Yeah, yeah. No, so another movie I saw. I'm not sure if you've seen Air. Have you seen Air? I haven't. This is the Matt Damon one. Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. You haven't seen is it? The Nike yeah. one. It's a Nike movie. Mm. Um, cool. Yeah, I know which one talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the story of. Um, um, you'll have to, uh, I'm trying to think of the, I know his last name is Knight, but anyway, um, it's um, Ben Affleck's character is the the um, owner, mm-hmm. CEO of Nike. Yeah. And they have nobody in their stable. No mm-hmm. athletes will join Nike. They all want to just join Adidas. Right? Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to be an Adidas athlete. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to be a Nike athlete. Michael Jordan's just about to enter the league. They approach Michael Jordan basically say, 
do you want to sign with Nike? We'll do this and this. And then he's just basically a flat out no. Mm. Like I absolutely don't want to have anything to do with Nike. And the story continues from there. And obviously Michael Jordan becomes Nike's ambassador. ambassador. Um, Well, they name a shoe after him, you know? Yeah, and that's the story. It's the story of the creation of the first shoe. Yeah, you go, there's a movie in that. It's an awesome movie. It's a fantastic movie. If it's Damon and Affleck, it's going to be great. Like, they can't not make it. Like, they they couldn't couldn't make a bad movie if they tried. And and they do the whole movie without actually showing Michael Jordan. Oh, Oh, wow. So it's not at all about Michael Jordan. Yeah. He's yeah. just an absolute he's off the screen mm. for most of the movie, yeah. 95% of the movie. Yeah. So it's all about Nike. Yeah. Um, if you've seen movies like Moneyball, um, with Brad Pitt, anything like that, it's a it's an excellent sport sports adjacent movie. Yeah. Um I really Which is enjoyed Daniel it. Alley. Yeah. I loved it. I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. so that was really Yeah, we meant to check it out, so that's yeah. cool. I yeah. I you're the first one I know who watched it, so yeah. And now I've got a I've got a review to it. It's a yeah. really great look. It's a as a as a as a excellent performances, mm. good story. Um I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Cool. Yeah. Um well I hmm. The other movies that I yeah, so Spider Man is it into Across the Spider Verse is not in my top five, but you know, I didn't mind that one too much. Um, we sort of re-watched that just recently, didn't yeah. we, as the kids? Um, yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see what happens in the future with that movie. Yeah. Um, like the with, twist, with the twist is great. I, I was not expecting that. Yeah, at all. I just felt like it took a really long time though to get to the twist. It's a long it? movie. It's two and a half hours. Long. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, but there's some great, like the whole Mumbatton. See, that's where my favorite is with. Um, Indian Spider-Man, uh, yes! played by Karen Sony, who yeah. is um, Avita Prabhaka. That was it. definitely my favorite part of the movie. That yeah. was really good. But lo- I liked, um, you know, obviously Punk Spider-Man, Spider-Punk. Yeah. Like, he's great. <laughs> Gwen, like Haley Seinfeld is Gwen Stacy. Like, great. Yeah. Can, I just, can I just get through this because I've written down a few things here yeah. on Spider-Man because it did make, if I'm putting together it, top in five, David's it did top make five? top yeah. five for me. Yeah. Just the variants. So there's apparently over 150 variants. There's heaps, yeah. So we've got we've got you mentioned Peter um, Pavita Prabhaka, who's the Spider Man India. I love that. We've got um, Spider X. Spider X. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Yeah. Spider yeah. Cat. Yeah. Um, Peter Parks Car. <laughs> oh, I didn't even notice that one. We've got um, Bagman, which was a yeah. Spider-Man variant. Fantastic, um, Fantastic Spot, Four. Fantastic Four variant. Um, Mayday Parker, who was Spider-Girl. Yeah, Spider-Man's uh, look at Peter B. Parker's daughter. Yeah, yeah. I was so glad they brought him back. Like, um, we've got Spider-Horse. Yeah, Spider-Horse. Yeah, Spider Horse. Horse. So and, weird. And Web Slinger, who's the yes. cowboy variant. We yeah. had... Um, we had Ben Riley, the ben clone, Riley, played by um, played by Andy Samberg. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, the moody, you know, the moody. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, Spider-Man 2099 is in it. Mm-hmm. Um, Jessica Drew, Spider-Woman's in it. It's like the cast is excellent. Yeah. It's mm. visually. Was it Daniel Kalua who played Hobie? Yes, yeah. Hobie, yeah. Yeah. Like I, did, I so rarely get to see Daniel Kaluuya use his British accent. He's always doing a, doing an American voice, so it was yeah. really good to see him like get yeah. to lean into that. And yeah, it was so fun. There's the um, 
the Insomniac versions of the Spider-Man yeah, games. Yeah, yeah. They're in there. There's just so many variants in it. So uh, Obviously the big uh, spoilers, um, Donald Glover shows up as the Prowler. Yes. Like, there's, like yeah. a, there's even there's, there's 2D T- styling, live action styling. Yeah. 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 Um, and that's why, like, even though it didn't have the gooey heart, I'm okay with it because mm. they were like, we're just throwing everything. And yes. I feel like because it's – Technically, a two-part story. I feel like Beyond the Spider-Verse is really going to bring yes. the heart. Bring the, book. Yeah. the other thing I missed was you know, we, in the first one, we had this great little tight-knit group of spider friends, mm-hmm. and most of them didn't show up in this one until the very, very end. So, like, mm-hmm. Peter Porker didn't come back. We didn't get Spider-Man Noir. We didn't get Penny Parker. But there is that little tease at the end of the yeah. movie. So yeah. we know that core group is coming back for yeah. Beyond, um, which I'm really looking forward to because that – like they were everything in that like that whole little group about like what it means to be a Spider Man. Like they're not talking about their different mm. stories. Um, yeah, but the, the color palette they use. They just, yeah. I know I talk. Yeah. We were talking today about you know with Elizabeth, and I'm like, I look at often when I see a movie, I look at the, the structural stuff, mm. the way they made the movie, and the way they communicate things visually, mm-hmm. and the scenes with Gwen and her dad. Yes, like all the so it's it's. One, they changed the art style of the characters a number of times within the one scene, mm. and then they changed the background is all pink and green watercolour. Well, that comes straight from the comics. The Spider-Man yeah. comics are, are drawn and painted like that. Yeah. When I noticed that, I was like, wow. I'm like, the, okay, someone's yeah, a fan, someone's and they've fan. really made sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then there's um, when the spot gets into the collider, Oh, the spot. We haven't even talked about yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. He's so good. Yes. <laughs> that first fight in the convenience store is so funny, yeah. yeah and he's like, so funny. well, he's a joke of a character. Yeah. yeah. You know, right at the start, he's like, I'm your arch nemesis. And Miles was like, you know you're not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who are you again? Yeah. 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 I'm your arch nemesis. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone needs an arch nemesis. He's like, you're just a joke. Yeah. And, then, and now how he turns quite dark towards yeah. the end is quite interesting. Yeah. Yeah, no. uh, But the art style that they change, they change when he gets into the collider and he Mm. becomes this, you know, beast. Yeah. They change the art style again. It's Mm. like they've just, it's, yeah, the way they put this movie together was fantastic. And what they, I don't know if you heard this, but they said that, like, depending, like, they didn't, they never announced it and then people started to pick up on it because they went to the movie a few times. Depending on which theatre you went to in America, the art styles and version of the films were slightly different. Oh, wow. So, like, and I think they said, like, well, I haven't watched it so it's so but apparently, like, there's a very comprehensive version where you can see all the different art styles. Yeah. Um, but they made it so that, like, depending on where you were in the world, you would see a slightly different version of Spider-Verse, which I thought yeah. was cool. Yeah. 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 So cool. that would definitely make my top five. Mm. Yeah. 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 Cool. Lovely. What, what about you? What was high on your list? Um, yeah, it's a good one. I really liked um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Volume 3. That would go high on my little list there. Um, Marvel's Crown Jewel of 2023. It was so good. And sort of feel like it really sort of tied in a lot of loose ends with the storyline. Um, it was really interesting um, to hear, to sort of, you know, get a feel of what, what was happening with Rocket because mm. I always was quite you know, what's what's his story? So knowing his background and how that all ties in with, you know, the, the high revolutionary character in the movie um, and how he wanted <laughs> this perfect race and yet, mm. you know, here we were making all, like, hurting all these animals. And it's interesting to see how Rocket's also evolved over, mm. and it actually to see all the characters um, evolve over time as individuals and as a collective family mm. as a sense. And then seeing how they all sort of branch off and do whatever they do 
after the movie finishes. So, yeah, so I really liked it because I thought, um, it's you know, it's a movie about rebuilding relationships um, and healing from trauma from the past. If you want to get really, really, yeah. well, it is. It is. That's it. Like yeah. Tina described. Tina yeah. said to me, she was that's the most traumatic film I've seen this year. I will not watch it again. Oh yeah. Like it's and it is yeah. like and it's funny like the context it adds. Like if you think back to the first Guardians Galaxy film where um like you see like Rocket has these little lines, little throwaway lines. They don't mean too much in the mm, first film. But it's like there ain't nothing out there like me but me. Yeah. And what you don't know is they're like, oh, there were others. Yes. But there's nothing left. And you yeah. see like him changing. He's got like the, the holes in his back. Yeah. And like the bit where he's drunk at um, in nowhere and he's like trying to, he's got the gun out because everyone's making fun of him and stuff. Yeah. yeah. In the first movie, like, oh, that is a little bit heartbreaking. But like he's, you know, He's a bit of a jerk as well. So you probably, and then you watch this film, you're like, oh my goodness, like, yeah. oh, everything is, everything he's ever done is justified. Like, yeah, because sort of like he started out as a sarcastic, mean, hard, mm. like not criminal, but you know, yeah, hard, I'd say criminal. Hard, yeah, criminal. him and Groot were holding I mean, up train cars and like, stuff. Yeah, but he was always like, you know, getting the legs off different mm. people yeah. and like eyes and stuff. Um, <laughs> but it's really interesting to see how finding out what his background story was and what he, you know, he lost his three other best friends and then um, managed to escape and then um, find his family of with the Guardians of the Galaxy. But, it's, you know, interesting to just put, peel back all those layers and mm. stuff um, and then realising that all he really wanted was peace. You know, mm. it was just he didn't want, you know, he's helping out all the animals to, like, release all the animals from the prison that they were, you know, with this um, high revolutionary character revolutionary. trying to, you know, do everything. But, yeah, so I really like that. Um I also really liked Nebula's character. I yeah. didn't think I would actually like her. I didn't quite understand what her whole thing She's was. always been one of my favourites. Yeah. I've always yeah. liked Nebula, yeah. Yeah. So I just thought it's interesting to watch her grow and expand as well and, like, she's mm. sort of come from a very hard, you know, she with Thanos and everything, being yeah. the daughter of Thanos mm. and... Um, so, yeah, I thought that was interesting and then finally sort of becoming kind of the leader of mm. Nowhere at the end of the film was quite good. And then Drax, well, actually it was like David and I discussed before the movie mm. started, we were like, okay, who's going to die in this movie? Drax, <laughs> were you saying Drax is going to die? Gonna, That's what I thought as well. I Drax was going to be the one that was off. There was no more story for him. His no arc story. was done, yeah. Yeah. It's funny you said that because I remember like before the movie, like we're sitting down, Tenor goes, so you think Drax is going to die? I'm like, Drax is dying. We might lose Nebula as well. I'm like, we're going to yeah. lose a few. And I'm like, and good, we need stakes. By the end of that movie, I was so happy they made the choice not to take, kill anyone off. Yeah. Like, there's that brief moment where you think Starla's going to die. And I was like, yeah. And I remember saying to him, like, oh, this feels cheap, but okay, like, if they had to kill someone, I guess it makes sense. And then when they said, I was like, I'm so glad they kept yeah. everyone alive. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, and like, I don't know, like, I don't know why I wanted characters to die, but like, you always feel that need to have stakes. I was like, you know what? After the emotional roller coaster we've been through, yeah. I'm really glad it worked out <laughs> for everyone. <laughs> Um, even like Adam Warlock's character, like you know, so cool. He was fabulous, and the fact that he was like, it was, a, it was like for him, it was redemption. You mm. know, like he was like he because he was just all about I'm going to kill you all, and he could have quite easily yeah, done that did. with all of them. But they kept fighting back again, mm. and they're trying to say no, we we want to give you another chance. And then he went and saved Star Lord anyway mm. towards yeah. the end. So that was all that. Um, that hallway fight, by the way, maybe one of the greatest fight scenes in a yeah. Marvel film. Like, <laughs> yeah, that was Oh, amazing. I didn't think I didn't think they gave Adam Warlock enough to do in this movie, mm-hmm. but I'm happy that they've just they've introduced him into the yes. world. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. It's like it's his infant stage anyway, so yeah. it's like he's not a fully developed 
character yet. I'm happy with it. I'm, I'm like, happy. I'm hoping, like, now that we've got Fantastic Four, I really want, like, some Adam Warlock Silver Surfer crossover. Yeah. I feel like yeah. we need to see, like, let's go really cosmic and, like, get some yeah. of the weird characters. I think so. Um, I loved High, High Evolutionary. I thought he was one of the best villains we've had in a long time. Great villain. And, you know, without going too dark, now with, you know, the, the firing of Jonathan Majors and the mm-hmm. cancelling of Kang, why couldn't he just be a variant of Kang? Yeah. He didn't get killed at the end of the movie. Like yeah. maybe he's just another version of Kang. Yeah. And like he's like, and you know, all respect to Jonathan Majors as a performer, his yeah. Kang was fine. Yes. Like he wasn't, but he wasn't the most menacing I've seen. But Chuck Waddy, as yeah. I was, I'm like, gee, this guy's I a real bad. I know, I know. It kind of makes you little jittery in your seat. There. It wouldn't be surprised if it's crossing lines. Yeah. yeah. You know, so. it's, instead of recasting, you could recast Marvel, recast before, but you've got a really good villain who's still alive mm. and you could easily retcon it, you know, and just turn it turns out he's a variant. Like, yeah. 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 Well, I definitely see some correlation between, like, between yeah. those characters. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I really liked how, and then Gamora moving into yeah. her role with the Ravages and finding. Yeah, I thought this the whole the whole movie was really really. Mantis, Mantis, yeah, Mantis. was a lot more mature mm-hmm. and a lot more, you know, a lot more of a motherly figure in this, or or even a, not a motherly figure, but a sister. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, thank goodness for the Christmas special. You know, like if you didn't yes. watch the Christmas special, like that does fill in some gaps. I'm so glad that that came out beforehand, and we got to see. Mantis do something. Yes. Because I've always liked her. Like, I like when Guardians too. I like when the Avengers film, but she's very much because she's an empath. Yeah. Like, you don't get to see her as a fighter too much, but then, like, from the holiday special forward, we just see a bit more of her. And Pom Clemente is such a great actress. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. Well, I just want to see more of her doing stuff. So. I mean, I do love her relationship with Drax. I mean, that's one of my favorites. Yeah. Like, that's the best. And, like, yeah. really, Nebula, Drax, and um, Mantis are just yeah. the three of them hilarious. Yeah. But, um, no, it was really good. I mean, yeah, it's good to see Mantis, like, she's sort of going on this journey of finding, discovering who she is because, mm. you know, being under the influence of um, Peter Quill's dad for so yeah. long, she sort of never knew yeah. what and being an empath. Yeah. You know what that's like. So, yeah, so, and Groot as well. Buff and like, Groot. And then Groot. Swamp Thing Groot with his wings. Didn't he say, like, I love you or something yeah. like that at the end? And I thought that was really interesting because for so long, even, like, Gamora couldn't understand what he was saying during the movie. But then towards the end, it was like it didn't matter because all we can hear is I am Groot, but he's actually communicating and I thought there's a good evolution. So, yeah. Well, James Gunn came out and said and he goes, the line is, the line is I am Groot. That's mm-hmm. what he says. But because we've now been through so many movies with Groot, mm-hmm. we now understand what we he says. We now understand. So he's still saying I am yeah. Groot, but because that oh, he's an audience has spent this time with him, we now can understand him, which I was like, that's a genius. I can't wait to see what does with DC because, like, yes. he just gets it. Like, just, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's definitely one of my And definitely top on ones. my top five. Mm, yeah. I would. I haven't looked at my list yet, but I, I think it'll probably be up there. Yeah. Mm. Now, I want to talk about one that I don't think is in your top five mm-hmm. and it probably just missed out for me because mm-hmm. we've got some things to talk about. Oh, I love <laughs> things to talk about. I want to talk about Barbie. Mm. Yes. I, I will say this. I haven't looked at my list yet. Probably not in my top five either. Okay. Um, I liked it a lot, but I think, you know, with any f- movie phenomenon, everyone's like, it's the best film of the year, and if you don't agree, so then you're not a feminist. It's like, okay, let's take a step back. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can like a film and it not be a top five film for you. It cannot yeah. be the best one. Like, um, but anyway, I, I enjoyed it a lot. My cinematic experience wasn't great. We went to the theatre and, like, there was a woman on her phone throughout the movie and there were kids behind us. Like, and the woman next to us didn't receive a call. She made a call. And the, 
cinema. Sure. Like, <laughs> it wasn't the best experience, but um, I really enjoyed it. I do own it on, on physical, and I will watch it again. So I'm going back to it. So I really did enjoy it, but I don't know if it's a top five film. But yeah, let's talk about Barton. Well, well, right. You go first. Okay. <laughs> so, so here's what I liked about the movie. Uh-huh. Um, I like the I like the message. Yes. Um, I like the because, and I was you know as Liz and I were talking about it. You know, Greta Gerwig makes films from a feminist perspective. Right, mm-hmm. Lady Bird was one. Little Women was mm-hmm. another. She, you know, she 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 has a female lens, mm-hmm. and and that's how she wants to communicate her art mm-hmm. in that way. Mm-hmm. And that to me, that's why the movie succeeds mm-hmm. because you know she she presents a female perspective. She understands that you know it's a it's a male dominated world, mm-hmm. and she communicates that really clearly. And she flips it. You know, she says, what would it be like if it was a female-dominated world mm-hmm. um, and the men were not as powerful? Mm-hmm. So I think that comes through really, really clearly. I just think it's a fun film. Mm-hmm. I, I think it it communicates a message that the filmmaker wants but it does it in a really fun and cheeky and funny and light yeah. way and I to me, I I just I enjoyed it. I enjoyed all, every mm. bit of it. I, it's not my it's not one in not in my five top five, but I really enjoyed it. Mm. Yeah. I think the point of the film. I was talking to Tim about this because there's a there's a moment in the film that stuck with both of us that we were thinking, huh? And I'll, I'll talk about it in a second. And Tina felt like it was misguided, and I said to her, "No, I don't think it's misguided. I don't think the purpose of this film is to give you an answer. I think the purpose of this film is to start a conversation." And the moment is when the Kens have taken over Barbie land. Um, we want the Barbies to reunite and over you know, and take their land back. And it's like, yes, this is amazing. But what if it was the other way around? What if it was Ken land and the Barbies took over? Would we want the Kens to take it back? We're like, oh no, they did overthrow it. And it's this weird thing. And again, look, I'm not saying there's a right. I'm not saying that's wrong. It's a conversation. It's studying conversation and the idea of like the idea of equality and feminism and the true message of the film and what they do kind of get towards the end, should there be a Barbie land, should there be a Ken land, or should they be able to find this this place in the middle where it's a shared land? Mm. And that's, I think, the point of the film is to start that conversation. I don't think, because Barbie, you know, spoiler alert, Barbie doesn't stick around in Barbie land. She's like, you know what, this is all too much for me. I want Mm. a life where I can make my own choices. And I think that's where she, I, I think... You know, I could be wrong. Maybe Greta Gerwig's listening to this. Show. I know she loves the show, and she's <laughs> like, "James, you really missed the point of this." I don't know, um, but I think like it's really interesting because yeah, like if you flip, if you flipped it, and like the Kens came back and they were tricking the Barbies and seducing them to take, you know, to take Barbie Land back away from or Ken Land back from them, you probably wouldn't be a fan of that. You'd be like, "Oh, mm. this is dicey. Why are they using sex to control these women and stuff like that?" Mm. But because they are, because because you know. We do live in a male-dominated society. We're all cool with it. We're like, yes, girl power. Mm-hmm. But it, I think there's a much larger conversation inside this PG film that's been marketed towards tweens. I know. Um, again, I'm not saying there's, I don't. I'm not saying there's a right or a wrong, and I'm not saying I have the answer. I think the whole point is like, let's start having a conversation about yeah. society in yeah. general. And so, I, I agree with that in in many respects too. I agree with both of what both of you said. It's interesting because we watched the movie, watched it with Isabella as well. And I had really mixed feelings about it and I was really uncertain. I couldn't quite put my finger on it. And so this coming from an actual female perspective as well, 
It's oh, I think we're done. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> we'll just, just cut it right now. Um, it did feel, make me feel unsettled in some ways. The pros of this movie is, agree with you, I think the cinematography is phenomenal, like really convincing. The, I think the, the actors were, the choice of actors were perfect. Perfectly cast. Ryan Gosling oh, yeah. was fantastic. Yeah. Margot Robbie was brilliant. Yeah. And looked like Barbie, but even like her getting out of bed and that sort of stiff hand yeah. and yeah. everything, you know, like the Barbie cars. Apparently, Isabella told me that um, the they, they actually almost ran out of pink paint in all of. Them. I heard <laughs> they had that. To yeah. Paint everything. Yeah. Pink. I can mean, I, can I just yes. pick up Helen Mirren, who plays a narrator yes. in this movie? Yes. At one stage, breaks the fourth wall. <laughs> well, not really doesn't break the fourth wall, but yeah. says, as a narrator, halfway through the movie, she says. Something like the effect of, now, if you wanted to choose somebody to represent Barbie, yeah. just saying Margot Robbie would be the perfect choice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. says something like that. I mean, it's so know. clever in so many ways. And I didn't know much about the director or the producer mm. of the movie, but when David explained to me, we had a really long conversation. Like I'm talking 45 minutes after this movie was mm. finished. We were sitting I think there that's the point. talking I think about things. That's the secret yeah. of Barbie. I think that's why it's so good. Like, I, I, yeah. I feel like I need a backtrack that, Everything I was bringing up is not a negative. I think yeah. it's great that it's, like, it's asking you to think about it. Like you yes. watch Barbie and you enjoy it for what it is and mm. that's it. That's great. But I think if you watch it and you're like, huh, I actually have questions I want to talk about this more. That's the secret beauty behind this movie Absolutely. is that there's a lot more going on Absolutely. the surface. And I love the message, like the, the pro-feminist arguments and all of that, like, uh, what's her name? Um, America Ferreira's character yeah. movie, but, and it was interesting the dynamic between the daughter and the and the mother, and how Barbie came into all of that. So I understand all of that, mm. but the parts that I didn't like is I just felt like the first half of the movie was was interesting, <laughs> and but then I, I found that the second half, you know, it's quite a long movie as well, and they're trying to sort of stuff in, and, and as you said before, like they're trying to like. Tying all of what was happening, you know, we had the man, the Mattel direct board of directors in there, where they were sort of going into Barbie Land and then coming back out of Barbie Land, and I found that a bit messy and chaotic towards the end. I will say this, just on what you mentioned, yeah. there is no better visual representation of what this movie is yes. about than when Barbie opens the door to the headquarters yeah, of Barbie and, and it's full of men. Yeah, yeah. Like they don't, no one says a thing. You just open the door and you're like, yeah, I get it. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I think like I can appreciate um, like within the confines of the movie that mm. they can't sort of feel in like because Barbie was created in 1959, like to fit in everything that possibly all the arguments about Barbie and all of that into this one movie is really difficult and also like making it adult, yeah. you know, adult content because, you know, there are other Barbie movies but they're for like oh, yeah. kids. Yeah. Um, yes. But I just was like... <laughs> So I understood, like, within the whole franchise of Barbie and everything, but I just was, like, it just left me feeling a little bit uncertain of what the actual message Mm. of the movie was. And my main point was, like, by the end of the film, like, really nothing of either worlds have changed. I personally think think that is the point. Yes. Okay, well, that's good because I was, like, going, Mm. am I getting this, like, I think it's yeah, like the idea of the uphill struggle of yeah. trying to make things right and, like, like I said, the way that Barbie face, like, faces all her problems is like, I'm just going to leave. I'm going to join the yeah. real world 
And I'm going to just start making my own choices because what's here isn't working. Fun fact, humans like to do that too. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> and the bit that we had the biggest debate about is the final line of the oh, movie. Oh, yeah. Which is? Which is when she goes to Spine, when she goes up to make a doctor's appointment to see a gynecologist. Mm-hmm. And yes. I was like, huh, why? Yeah. And then for me, this is where I took it because I was like, oh, so women are defined by their sexuality then, is it? Like is that what the movie is trying to tell us, that you're not a real woman if you don't see a gynecologist? Or, like it's just interesting how, yeah, it just to me didn't sit mm. right, that I didn't think that was the strongest way to end the movie by sort of going, I need to go, I just thought that was a very, okay, here we go, but very patriarchal way of looking at it in a way. I know women have their bits and men have their bits, but I just thought in this Wait, day and age when we're talking about different Here I get very political now. But it does stir those political, mm. oh, you know, this, yeah, this, I, I don't think you can talk, watch this film and talk about without bringing up without gender. Bring like up gender. It's really, yeah. yeah, it's a really important. Yeah. I just thought it was very odd. That part I just didn't I'd forgotten agree. about that, actually. That was the way it ended, part. yeah. I didn't mind the fact that they couldn't work out that, you know, that nothing was really going to change because it's bigger than the movie. Like the whole idea of all of this is bigger than the movie. And I agree with you. It does bring up, Mm. you know, the ability to talk about things. But I thought that that left me a little bit with the, like, I didn't like it. I just Mm. thought that's not the what. Like, but then, David, you were arguing that, like, well, well, if you become a real human, don't you want to know about how your bits work and, you know, what if, the wound does and all that. That was my that was my perspective I get on it. That. Because throughout the movie they were talking about, you know, we don't have genitals, we just got class like that's mm. mentioned a number of times yeah. in the movie. And yet and now she's in the human world and is that what she's is she discovering what it means to be a human now? Yeah. What's so I, I don't know, I wasn't quite Convinced either. Yeah. I was a hundred percent convinced that that was the best way to finish the movie. But mm. but can I also say sorry to interrupt? But Isabella pointed something interesting out too, and we were having a discussion, and she's should, like, "Should we bring it up? We should bring it up." <laughs> and she said, well, "Mum, don't you think that's a way of Greta being a bit of tongue in cheek? Like maybe it's the case of we need to talk about this as well, mm. and and make it clear that yes, you know, women come in all different types of forms and stuff, and." Yeah. So, and maybe she's like, maybe that's her sort of going, oh, but we're talking about how, I don't know, do men mm. sort of have to determine what a Barbie looks like or all that sorts of things. So, yeah, I just. Well, here's yeah, a thought, a and this might be open up a whole separate can of worms, but, like, it's, I think it's part of the conversation if we think of someone who's transitioning into yeah. a woman, which Barbie is doing. Mm-hmm. Like, if you yeah. want to break it down, technically she is transitioning mm-hmm. from plastic to woman. Mm-hmm. If you are making the choice to transition, if you are internally, if you are your heart and soul a woman, don't you want the outside to match the inside? And maybe mm. that's yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like I don't know. Like I don't know whether the trans conversation is what they're aiming for here. But like, if you want to break it down into like really simple terms, mm-hmm. I guess Tammy could say she is transitioning from in, into yeah. a woman in some way. Mm. And if that my understanding again, I know very very I don't know very many trans people. I'm trying to be very respectful. Mm-hmm. Um, of, of, of you know of that, but like maybe that's is that part of it? It's yeah. like she's yeah, like, yeah. well, now that I'm becoming a woman, I want the outside to match. So inside, I've always yeah. been a woman. I've been the woman. I've been Barbie. Yeah. Now I want to be you know I want to be a real woman, and the way that I identify a woman is 
to make this show. I, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that's too philosophical for Barbie, mm. but it's a pretty philosophical movie. It is. It's going to get studied as a text response. Yeah. Here's my teacher hat. <laughs> yeah. It's going to get um, studied as a, te- as a text. You watch. Yeah, also, the yeah, opening yeah, of that funny. flick is great. That opening scene like made me cry so hard. Yeah. Like, just the history of Barbie and like, yeah, you, know, you can yeah. be anything. You're you a... can be anything, exactly. And yeah. I think like it probably would have made me cry four years ago, but now having become a parent of a daughter, I'm like, yeah, she can be anything. Mm. Yeah. Right yes. now she's the one who washes Mario all the time. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, yes, so that was a bit deep, guys, but yeah. No, I think that, that, that movie <laughs> begs that conversation. Yeah, I yeah. think, like, you know, I, th- I don't think any other version of Barbie movie would have would have sufficed. I think mm. you needed Barbie to be that movie. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, and interesting to see if they continue with the franchise, mm. if, if it is a franchise, is it standalone, what's mm. going to happen? Well, I mean, I know they were announcing other, like, movies based on Mattel toys, but, like, how do you link Barbie to anything? Yeah. Like, if you follow up with, like, I mean, I know it's not that, but, like, Transformers, it's like... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, we'll come back to Transformers later. <laughs> Let's come back to Oh, that CGI gorilla bot, cool. <laughs> oh, Can we talk about our favorites? <coughs> yes. Our favorites. Our favorites. Let's jump into yeah, it. Yeah. Can you do it? Yeah. yeah. So my favorites for this year and I'm going to say in no particular order but mm-hmm. I'm, these are my top three that I really can't split mm-hmm. and you can just jump in mm-hmm. whenever you sure. but I have I have three so I have past lives I've heard yes. lots about it I haven't seen it but this it is looked... also my top yep yep Oppenheimer yep and one that I saw just today The yes. Creator okay I've started The Creator, the creator. I haven't finished it yet yeah I'm only 15 minutes in so they're the top three now you've seen Past Lives, Past and Lives Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer, but other my other one is American Symphony. American I haven't seen Symphony. that one either. Oh, yeah. wow. I haven't heard of that one. That is, it's phenomenal. That's actually, I reckon, oh, one, maybe number one. Well, tell but us, Past so Lives. So American me. Symphony yeah. is about the story. It's a docu, docu- yeah, documentary documentary um, about John Batiste, Batiste, who's like this amazing musician, composer, writer. Um he's on he was on the Stephen Colbert uh yeah show, the Tonight Show, the Tonight show. Oh, yeah. and he was just like he had a band and he was he's just this amazing pianist as well. Like it's it's phenomenal. The late show the late show. And um he's African American. He's originally from New Orleans and he studied at a prestigious university, um I think so, sorry, I don't know. Yeah. Um, anyway, is that the story of him? He just recently won, recently, like 2021, won um, Album of the Year. Grammy. Grammy. Yeah, he yeah. won five Grammys. Wow. All in that time, his wife was battling leukemia. Okay. So his wife is Salika and she, um, <clears throat> she cause they're both quite young. They're in their 30s, I think. And oh, wow. I was assuming he was going to be much older. No, no, yeah. no he's, he's so yeah. talented. Anyway, um, so she's battling leukemia at the same time as he's winning all these accolades and all of these awards. And it's just a they're very arty people but just with a lot of heart. And um, yeah. it's also quite um, a poignant time because, like, in the time he's winning all of these accolades, she's going through leukemia and she was actually a writer and she couldn't. For some reason, she was finding it difficult to write, so she started painting. So she's doing these amazing paintings as she's in hospital trying to fight this illness, which is actually she has to continue doing the um, yeah. the treatment. It's mm. indefinite, so she's going to have to deal with, with all of the chemotherapy and stuff. And it's just I could not find two more beautiful people who mm. you just wish the world 
would be so much like they sort of give a lightness to something that's so difficult and, and challenging for them to go through. Mm. And, um, yeah, it, this is this is a beautiful And all the, the whole film, beautiful. you know, during the whole film, other than the title of the film is American Symphony, which is um, John Batiste's um, composition, yeah. his, his show that he's going to put on for a live audience sure. in New York. So he's in the midst of trying to put this, this incredible symphony together mm. with the whole orchestra and all that mm. sort of stuff while trying to balance his home life with his mm-hmm. wife who's yeah. very sick and, you know, and then he's mm-hmm. on stage winning Grammys and then he's on the late show and he's, you know, yeah. like, yeah. so it's an extraordinary movie. Yeah. yeah okay. Right? And so now Salika. Is it what, on Prime or something? Yeah. Or? Um, I think so. Or it feels like it Disney feels- maybe? Oh, Disney Plus might have it. Disney Plus do get some interesting things. It's definitely not or Netflix. Netflix. No, I think it might be Disney. I have a look. Yeah. American yeah. TV, which I hadn't even heard of it. Yeah. 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 It's outstanding. It, it's quite yeah. like, and the thing is, it's it's real. Like, it's real life. And I mean, these people are just fantastic. They're yeah. just, it, yeah. There's really, there's just, there's yeah. probably not much more to say about that, but it's just profound movies. It says it is on Netflix, Honest. actually. On Netflix. Oh, there you and go. unforgettable. Yeah. It's just amazing to watch. Yeah. Um, he's so talented. Like, And I'm not normally a music lover. Um, I've, I've heard of him in the past. I've seen him on, like, the late show and thought, oh, yeah, you know, very talented. But I really didn't realise just how much, you know, what, it was, mm. what was happening mm. in their lives and stuff. And mm. just really interesting to see them overcome the obstacles that they've had to go through. So. Yeah, yeah, um, no, it's a, it's it's, it's a mesmerizing movie. Yeah, it's, wow, it's, it's it's a terrific documentary, yeah. and um, yeah, definitely the one right, one of the best I've seen. I haven't seen a good heartfelt doc in a yeah, while, so no, this is excellent. Yeah, yeah okay, nice. Um, I so I've seen the creator, and um, I know you've just started it. Yeah, I'm only about fifteen minutes in, okay. but um, so <clears> the <throat> the bit I've seen is. He's woke like he's woken up and like okay. the, the bomb's gone off and like he's got he's missing an arm and okay. from what I understand his wife died but then she's there as AI or something so that's a, I don't really know what's going on yet yeah, so I'm yeah. but tell you what hell of a first fifteen minutes I, I am in like yeah, yeah so you know the, the central premise is you've seen man makes um, AI mm. um, they first make robots the robots become slaves in a sense. Mm. The robots do a better job than the humans at the jobs. Mm. The, the, um, then they make what, what they call simulants, which is you can replicate your face or you, rec- you, you can sell your likeness to um, the Ooh. company mm. and then they okay. make a robot AI with your likeness. Oh so, then, so then they, so there's sort of levels of AI. Mm. And so it demonstrates how it started, how the robots basically took over, oh, that the humans um, rebelled against the AI. Sounds and, like the Matrix. <laughs> and it gets presented as if the AI detonate a nuclear weapon in LA. Mm. Oh. And the Americans ban the use of AI in, in the United States, but in Asia. As I say, yeah, in China. I think the bit I saw was like in China is still allowed. Yeah, yeah. so they reference it. It's, it's New Asia. Now, mm. New Asia in the film is presented like, like Southeast Asia. Yeah. It's not... China, it's not Japan, it's sort of like a Southeast Asian. Mm-hmm. And so they support AI. So yeah. they're very supportive of, their, mm-hmm. of AI. And then so the Americans are at war with, they don't want to go to war with New Asia. Yeah. They're going to war with AI. I remember there's a line in the, in the, in the yeah. start where they're like, they're like, we've got no problem with, with China or New Asia. 
Uh, we have a problem with AI, so we're yes. like, you know, we'll keep our fight with them. Yeah. Um, but the trailer, from what I understand, there's like a child, but it's not actually a child, it's an AI child, yes. and it feels very much, it felt very much like Last of Us or like, you know, kind of a lone wolf and cubs type yeah. thing. Where, yeah. yeah. So it's a Gareth Edwards film. Yes, um, who did Godzilla. Who did Godzilla. Um, did he do Rogue One? He did do he Rogue did. One. So very. So there's. Like, I always get him confused with yeah. Gareth, Ev- Gareth Evans, yeah, who yeah. did The Raid and like some Indonesian yes. films. Yeah. So Gareth. So it's very much like if you liked Rogue One, you'll like this movie. In fact, I think this is a better movie than Rogue One. Um, it's it's very Star Wars in its setting. Mm, Star Wars. Like that. Mm-hmm. Um, the war, the battle scenes are very much like Rogue One. Um, it's look. Um, it's about seeking lost for me. This is what I took away from it. It's about seeking lost love. Mm. It's about questioning our choices as humans. It's about, it's got some religious undertones to mm. it about having a savior and mm. it's about family and connecting to family. And, and, and so, and the biggest question of all is it, it does present, it presents a viable near future scenario mm. where we've created these robots, this AI that does a better job of the, doing what we do mm. Mm. so we can be easily replaced by it so how do we respond to that and mm. this is a this is a movie that talks about how do we respond to this yes. threat to our mm. humanity yeah. yeah yeah and the ethics that come with that yeah too. well i i love the trailer i sat there like i saw the trailer i kind of looked at the same time but i was like i was like i've never heard of this film <laughs> but this looks incredible like i'm just I just love the idea of it. it looks awesome. Um, it was really nice to see Chloe Zhao pop up. I hadn't seen her since yes. Eternals. I was like, great. Like, I love Chloe Zhao. Like, and and um, Gemma Chan is. That's who I mean. That's who I mean. Gemma Chan. Chan. Chloe Zhao is the director. I'm so sorry. Yes, Gemma Chan. Chan. John David Washington. Yeah. Is Denzel's he, son. Yep. Um, is Joshua. He plays the character of Joshua. But the star of the movie is the child. Yeah. Who's um, Madeline Young Boyles. It's her first feature mm. film love she's that. exceptional mm. like unbelievable we were talking so, about this the other day like we, we only caught about a week ago and I was, I was saying to you like the current generation of young actors and i don't mean like your kids in their 20s like your mm. you know like your mia goths your anya taylor joys i'm talking about the kids i'm talking about like your mechanic graces like these kids who are barely 10 years old and are just like Outperforming people have been doing it for sixty years, like it's crazy yeah. that this slew of talent was saying. Um, so I'm very excited to see. Uh, Please this. see the creator. Yeah. It's an excellent film. It's, oh, yeah, I started watching yeah, it. I'll, yeah. um, I want to watch it. There are a few more I want to watch before I can compile my list for 2023, and that's definitely one that's been yeah. on the list to watch. So, yeah. we'll talk, um, yeah. go on. I was going to say, like, what were you going to say? No, please. Uh, well, I just thought like that goes into like you're talking about like young actors. Well, we we watched Past Lives, and that yeah. was another one that we would say would be one of our top top um, tier movies because that has some amazing actors in there, and the children in that. That it, they, I don't know if you heard of that. Movie? I've heard of it. Yeah. I, I'm it's getting a lot of awards buzz. Yeah. Um, I just haven't I haven't had a chance to yeah. see where it is. Not it's on any of my streaming services. So yeah. So. Um, without spoiling, without spoiling. yeah. So it's it's basically about a relationship. Korean, Korean film, yeah. yeah. Korea is, I mean, they've been doing it for decades. Like when, when uh, Parasite people came out, when yeah. Parasite people, when Parasite came out, and was like, oh my god, Korea makes great films. It's like they've been doing it for a long time. Yeah. It's just now we're getting a spotlight on it. It's but, nice um, to have that sort of infiltrate. You know, it seems mm. like you know what other people can can create. And it um, feels to me, from what I've heard of past oh. lives, it feels thematically or spiritually it's a lot like shoplifters i don't know if you saw the shoplifters no, I haven't seen no. it. wonderful korean film um no. about like a poor family 
and they're not actually like they're they're a family, but I don't think they're all related. They just kind of take in like wayward children and stuff, and they okay. they have to go around and like they have to shoplift to survive. But like oh. it's all about the idea of just like being a family and like be like this beautiful mm-hmm. moment where like there's this girl they're taken in and she's got marks on her, and the dad I think it's the dad says to her, "Those marks there, that's not what love looks like." Mm-hmm. Like this, and like. And like, makes me cry. Like, it's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, it's a wonderful movie. I don't know if it was got any award buzz when it came out. I think it was 2016. But um, yeah, Corey has been making great films for a long, long time. And this yeah. is another one. It sounds like Past Lives thematically is quite similar to Shoplifters, yeah. which is wonderful. Well, it's so. just toys with the idea of, you know, like these two um, kids grew up together in Korea mm. and then the girl moves away, but the boy stays in Korea and she moves to the US with her family. And then they reconnect mm. over, like, seems to be every 12 years. Yeah, every it's like 12 years, yeah. So, and then it's just about what's happening in their lives at that point in time. Mm. Anyway, um, it is very much like, it's well, it's kind of a love story, but it's complicated. And what I found really refreshing about it was it, unlike, you know, like it's not got the Hollywood, oh, I don't want to say anymore, oh, do I? No, so... It's still in theatres, so for the audience yeah, to say so maybe I don't want we'll... to say anything more, but yeah. it's, it's, um, yeah, it's a really, if you, if you sort of have your mind on, like, whether to watch it or not, it really sort of, it doesn't almost, oh, what am I trying to say? It doesn't need a lot of language in order to portray Correct. the message yeah. of what it yes. needs to say. So you really appreciate there's some strong moments where the actors don't even say anything and they just look at each other because... There is a bit of a language barrier yeah. there. Um, That's exactly that, what I've got. Is that what you were going to say? Exactly. Mm. It's so, so much of this movie, most of it's in Korean. Mm. Um, like 90% of it, would you yeah. say? Yeah, so in you Korean? have to put the subtitles on. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, fine. That's fine. But no, I am a big fan of Korean cinema. Like, yeah. I've got, I, like, if you want some good, good Korean movies, I'll, uh, I'll give you some recommendations after the show. Like, oh, it's yes. awesome. an accident. Yeah. So, but yeah, a lot of the movie is communicated even just without words. Yeah. It? Like we picked up, it's it's the glances, it's the mm. smiles, it's mm. the, the posture. It's the sitting with the <clears throat> silence. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was really, really interesting. It's very, it's, there's a lot of tension between them. Yeah. Because, but they don't touch each other. Yeah. No. You know, it's so, not what you expect it to be. Like yeah, that's basically yeah. I don't want without giving too much away. And it's centered around this concept that they present in the movie called Inyun, which is like a Korean idea that that there's people are fated to be together. Mm. So the idea that, you know, because of their past lives and also what might happen in their future lives, mm. that there's this there's sort of there's this providence, this fate mm. that they that the the interactions they've had in past lives have brought them together in this life. Mm. You, yes. connect, you connected to that, didn't I you? I really yeah. did connect with that. And yeah. I just thought the acting was fantastic, mm. like yeah. just brilliant. Um, yeah, that it's a beautiful film. It is. As I said, it's hard to sort of, it's going to get, it's going to be up there for film of the year. Yeah. Definitely. Mm. It's going to get a lot of awards buzz like people yeah. are doing. And I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad that, you know, I haven't watched the Oscars since before COVID. Like, at a certain point where I was like, okay, so, like, a bunch of, like, artsy-fartsy films that no one cares about are going to win. Like, and, like, and I like everything, you know. I'll watch anything. But I was just like, we need to, like, let's, let's mix it up. And when Parasite won, or even when Parasite got a nomination, I was like, all right, I guess things are kind of changing. That's good. Like, let's get a few more in there. Because mm. um, there's so many wonderful. I was like, oh, look, it's 200, 300 films that move release every year. Like, not everything can get nominated. But, like, let's have the same, like, three people with us. So, like, 
Yeah. Oh, like, oh, the Nazi, the, the World War II film got nominated yeah. again. Cool. Yeah, like, you know, yeah. what do they say? Like, if you want if you want Oscar gold, like, you've got to go, like, just go, it's World War II. <laughs> like, that's the key. Yeah. Well, like, well, interesting that because we were talking about the, one of the biggest films that was yeah. 2023, which was Oppenheimer. Which I think I'd forgotten about that. that. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, like, that one was a hard one to watch for me okay. at times. Um, a couple of reasons. I didn't always know, like obviously I know about like Hiroshima and the terrible bombings that happened there. Didn't know much about the backstory of like Robert Oppenheimer mm. and the politi- particularly the political part mm, that yeah. was all structured around it because yeah. I and found that a little bit stuff. hard. Yeah. yeah, so I had to. So I was doing a lot of sort of Wikipedia and research mm. as the movie was going. I was pausing it, just trying to understand what because that was a whole web of mm. you know conspiracy oh, and intrigue. Conspiracy yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I remember when I saw it. I think my review was, "I'm like." Chris Nolan's taken a biopic and shot it like an action film. Like, yeah. like, and that's because like, it's very fast paced and there's quick cuts and yes. there's a lot of stuff, but it's not like it's not an action film. Like yeah. it is. Yeah. It's a really interesting portrayal. And my favorite part, because I know when I was, everyone was like, just get like the bomb scene, the bomb scene. My favorite part of the movie is the last hour. Yeah. And that's to me is when it, like when they're trying everything with the investigation. Emily Blunt has that wonderful, wonderful monologue yes. and she puts the guy in his place. Yeah. The whole Robert Downey Jr. story, like stuff. Like that whole last hour to me, I think, is the best part of the movie for me. Like that's where it really gets exciting. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Yeah. There's so much tension in mm. this yeah. movie. Like, isn't it? Yeah. Right. I think that's the best description. It's filmed like an action movie, but mm. it's not yeah. at all. Yeah. But, I think the part but... I despised the most was when um, Gary Oldman as Truman. Truman. Yeah. Waves a little tanky at him and says, you know, like wipe up your tears. Like I don't, no one cares about the fact that you, you feel responsible for dropping the bomb. Mm. I, I made the decision. Like I just yes. felt like devastated mm. because after everything that had happened and, you know, I just thought, oh, God, yeah. I, hated, I just I kind of hated that moment but I was also like that's a really important part to add to the Yeah, yeah you did. He basically said, I'm the one that dropped. Yeah. Yeah. And I just just devastating. And yeah, and yeah, it is. Um, like, yeah, I was like probably like you. I had no idea that Mm. there was this connection to the Mm. Communist Party and that he had to basically sit in front of this panel to justify that he should be continuing in the program. Mm. And in the end, they said, Well, we think you're loyal to the United States, but Maybe not. You're not appropriate to continue to hold our secrets. Mm. You know, so he's loyal, but he's not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, and that's because of the Strauss character as well. He's yeah. trying to like. So it's like littered. I mean, littered with stars. So like, yeah. you don't even like. I didn't even know Robert Downey Jr. was like. <laughs> was well, what about like what about Josh Hartnett? Like, yeah, Teen Hartnett. Josh Hartnett shows up. Um, Jason Clark is like I feel like yes. the underrated villain of the piece. Yes. Like him as the um, interrogator. Mm-hmm. Um, you got Florence Pugh. You got yeah. um, who played that part perfectly. Yeah, yeah. she did she, so well. she, 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 did, she presented that bipolar kind of mm. personality really well. Mm. Yeah. I loved it. Um, Albert Einstein as well. That guy did. I'm not sure what his 
the actor's name. It was Tom Conti, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, he was in Paddington too. I recognised yeah. him. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, that was because I when I first saw it, I was I was like, is that um, Sylvester McCoy? Like that's what I thought it was initially, like mm. from Doctor Who and from The Hobbit and stuff. But no, it's Tom Conti who David Dasmalkins in it. Ah, that's yeah. right. He's great. He's yeah. been he was in so much last year. He was yeah. like he was the blob in Ant Man as well. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I love Dasmalkins. He's great. Actor. He's the guy that did um, Queen. Eddie, um, Rami Malek. Oh, Rami Malek. Rami, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's in it. He's in it. I was just so shocked. David's like, "Do you know this Robert Downey Jr.?" I'm like, "What? Yeah, what? This?" And then I'm like, "Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, just the yeah." Matt Damon. Matt like, Damon. Like, so yeah. yeah. Just a, a cast, a fantastic cast. I am. Um, we did a whole episode on Chris Nolan films after Oppenheimer came out. I sat down with Nick and Maddie, and I, like, my initial feeling of the film, and still now, is that it's easily in Nolan's top three. Yeah. Like it's just, mm. it's 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 pretty flawless. Like I couldn't really like I can't really pick it apart. Like yeah, yeah. It's actually it's an interesting conversation. Ooh, I probably the the one that I. The, the, the top one for me from a Nolan perspective. Well, I don't know. The I Dark Knight. Yeah, like that, that, those are my three. Interstellar, yeah. Dark Knight, Oppenheimer. Like yeah. they're all up yeah. there. Yeah. Mementos. Yeah. I, I, I think I like, I really like, it's probably not his best, but Memento, Tenet's not my favourite. And there are moments of Interstellar in this movie, like when he's dreaming of the stars and the explosions. I'm like, this yeah. feels like Interstellar. Like, yeah. I like all those little moments where it was like, Everyone's clapping, and he's just—he just wants—he just, just phases out. Ah, oh, like, yeah. I can't deal with this. And it's like the flaky skin coming up the woman's face yeah, and yeah. stepping on a corpse. It's quite interesting to see how much that affected him. Well, it did affect him. Yeah. So he's like so many brilliant movies. Yeah, Don't isn't he? Of... I know. Yeah. Nolan or Killian Murphy or, or both? Killian Murphy's Kill- amazing. Well, Nolan. Yeah. Um, Insomnia. I, I haven't seen Insomnia. Yeah. It's one, I think it's one of the only ones I haven't seen. Um, Mm-hmm. Pacino and Robin Williams, isn't it? Like, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Can't get it at the moment. That's why I haven't watched it because it's not available. But it's yeah. on my. It's a, a long desired film to mm-hmm. watch. But like, Prestige, like the Prestige. Yeah. That's the one we always go. Well, like, how come no one talks about the Prestige? It's brilliant. Um, yeah, he doesn't. Have, he doesn't have a bad one. Like his yeah. weakest one for me is probably Dark Knight Rises. Like otherwise, may maybe Tenet. Like Tenet, I I gotta watch again. But mm-hmm. yeah, there. I think they're probably out. Film. Yeah, mm. I, I also wanted to make mention Saltburn as well. Oh yeah, let's that. talk about oh, the old bathwater. Oh my god! <laughs> no, this is old Barry bathwater. <laughs> I missed it. I didn't. I forgot to mention it before, but this isn't in. This isn't in our top like top tier. Really, I heard this was your favorite movie. No, <laughs> I found it really hard to watch that. It really kind of grossed me out, and I'm not a prude, but oh my god, or like. The scene where he's like, mm, with all the blood, um, menstrual blood. Yeah, that the was grave. weird. The yeah, grave, but it was just interesting to watch the obsession he had with the family. And I just, said it was a horror film because the last five minutes there's a monster in frame constantly. <laughs> 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 I was like, oh gee, we're getting a, we're getting a lot. Of they made a joke about it earlier. They're like, like the point in One the early monster? film. There's a point in the film yeah. early where he walks around naked. So I was like, oh, now we get it, and I'm like. That was a nice line for Barry. And then I was like, oh, oh. he backed it up. <laughs> he backed it up while dancing to Sophie Ellis Baxter. Like, yeah. Never hear that song the same. Oh, never hear that. That's right. I'm like, I've got to turn that song up. I've got to turn that off now. That's the only way that scene would have been better is if it was Jump, you know, the song from Love Actually that Hugh Grant dances to. <laughs> yeah. 
but it's a yeah. it is it's not a horror film it's a thr- it's a thriller but it's also it's, it's a psychological it, thriller yeah. this guy yeah. like yeah. what a brilliant actor he oh, is so very, and i was reading up about him he's an orphan Oh, really? like, oh, I had no he idea. Is. Yeah, yeah. Like he like was in foster homes and stuff, That's and then right, just started. I, I had no idea. Like, yeah. um, and like has gone gone on to basically play orphans in most movies. Yeah. Actually, like Killing of a Sacred Deer. This is weird parental, like, oh, that's a weird film. He's a, he just makes weird films. <laughs> he does. He does quite well in those films. He's got this presence about him that's just. This was like very psycho, psycho though, wasn't mm. it? Like you're sort of sitting there and you're like, I don't know where this is going to go, and. The twists were just, you just didn't expect it. I was like, oh, like, you know, when he was doing stuff in the bathroom and I'm like, oh, okay. And I thought, oh, he'll just like, yeah. I don't know, do something himself. Yeah. But no, he gets in the bathtub and then just sucks the water up. I'm yeah. like, oh, David, I don't know, yeah. man. Yeah. I, I found yeah. that up. That, that, that took you out. At that, moment, scene, at that moment, I was like, this is not a Tina film. Like, uh, <laughs> I was thinking, interesting what he's thinking. Like mm. he's obviously become so obsessed with just, mm. you know, well, the, whole family. the director was saying, um, I was reading an interview and she was like, look, it's not a horror film, but like, the, like he is a vampire. Yeah. Like yeah, that. Yeah, and yeah. he even says at one yeah. point, like, and she's like, that's why, like, you not only does he consume a variety of questionable things, bit. but he literally leeches onto the family, he does, consumes them. Yeah, yeah. And I was talking about this this morning, actually, on a, on a show I'm appearing on later in the year. And I was saying, what's interesting is, like, they should be the villains. Like, one of the messages of this film is very much, like, eat the rich. But they're not bad. Like, none of them, no. like, they're, like, look, they're oblivious. They're repulsive. Like, yeah. and there's a lot of excess, but they're just oblivious. They just don't understand yeah. things. It reminds me of, like, the Bluths in Arrested Development. Like, how much could banana cost? $10? Like, that's, yeah. like, Richard E. Grant is wonderful. He's so good at um, like and just yeah, like um, Rosamund Pike is like great in it. The, I can't remember the guy who plays um, the cousin, the like the the boy, the boy that he's in love with. Like the oh, boy. oh, um, hang on, I've got his name. Oh. It's like Jacob Alardi. Yes, that's him. Yeah, Jacob yeah, Jacob Alardi. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, I'd never seen him anything before, and then I found out he was the kid from the Kissing Booth. I was like, oh my god, like this is Twilight all over again. Yeah, like he's just yeah. he's paid his bills and now he's doing a one like. Just an incredible performance. Mm-hmm. Um, people have compared it to um, Talented Mr. Ripley. I liken it a lot to Parasite as well. Exactly. Um, mm-hmm. that, and that's the only thing that I would say, like, because people are like, it's the most subversive film of the year. You've never seen anything like it. I'm like, well, I've seen two things like it. <laughs> but, yes, like, it is wonderful. Yeah, like, yeah. But, like it, it, people get very excited this time. They're like, oh, all these films that no one's ever seen anything like it. Well, like, there are a couple of, but, like, <laughs> I've, look, I've never seen anyone do that to a grave before. No, so, it was quirky and unusual, and but also you could kind of go, yeah, I suppose if you're a little bit of a weirdo, you might be mm-hmm. doing something like that. But yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Um, it is a it's it is a great flick. Like it's, <laughs> I, like, I'm just like, if anything, if my if my one review is, I'm just glad that it exists <laughs> because I'm glad that someone was like, yeah, we need to go weird. Since it's been a little bit bland, like it hasn't been weird enough for a while, let's go weird. Salt burn, enjoy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do you call it today? Salt, oh, salt bush. Oh, salt bush. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Um, no, it's wonderful. It's not a herb <laughs> or a plant. Anyway, yes. All right. Haven't seen Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning yet. Me either. It's on my list, but I haven't got to it. Haven't seen Godzilla minus one. No, haven't seen it. It's hard to get to that one. Yeah. And I haven't seen Killers of the Flower Moon. 
Ah, I have seen Kill as a Flower Moon. Okay. We did a whole episode on it just recently, a couple of weeks ago. It is, um, I won't spoil it. Look, it's brilliant. It's Scorsese. It's brilliant. It is the bleakest Martin Scorsese film you've ever seen in your life. And it's like, it feels like anti-Scorsese. Like everything you know about Martin Scorsese, he throws out the window for this one. Like you've got Leo DiCaprio in a leading role. Is he likable? Nope. <laughs> is he meant to be likable? No. Like, like at least like in Wolf of Wall Street, he's not meant to be likable. He's still, he's still kind of like, still, yeah. he's got a bit of charm. He's a rogue. Yeah. Oh, not likable. You're used to like needle drops of popular mu- music. None of that. You're used to fun. None of that. Like it is dour and it is bleak and there's no mystery to it. Like as Scorsese said in an interview, he's like, this movie is not so much a who done it, but a who didn't do it. Like everyone is like on the, you know, is a suspect. And it's, I had to leave the cinema. Like it's so emotionally draining at about the hour and a half point. I just had to, I was like, I have to step back and get some fresh air for a second because you're just like, watching horrible thing after thing happen like in this movie and it just like drains you um if you can catch it in theaters i 100 recommend it but if not you're on the fence wait till streaming wait till blu-ray and that way you can watch it like a like a, a series if you need to take mm-hmm. little breaks so it is released on apple next week yeah so. but it's it's brilliant like it is mm-hmm. we were talking about yeah nick and i we did a whole episode just about about the movies we went sort of together and it's it's toughest of his films to watch i think like it just because mm, there's no levity there's no yeah. levity like, there's no jokes um and yeah like it's just and like it's based on a true story and one thing i don't think this is a spoiler but if it is it's a very smart very minor spoiler one of the focal points of the movie is the creation of the fbi okay. like the Why? the case of, of 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 what happens to the native americans in this movie is what was the very first case right. the fbi ever yeah tackled yeah um and uh, the investigation set up by jesse plemons and he's i mean mm. jesse plemons mm. like he's great yeah. um so yeah it's a really good flick but it is uh it, it is the hardest i have worked in the cinema last year like it's yeah, yeah. it's an endurance yeah. yeah interesting but it's good yeah so we've had a we've had a big year mm. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 2023 Mm-hmm. Mm. Trying to think if there's anything else that would have come out, but that's well. You saw the killer. I, 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 I watched saw the killer. I watched the killer as well. Yes, and that was an anti-Fincher film. That was very different from anything Fincher's done before. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I love the killer. Yeah, yeah. Um, not sure. I'd, I'd be interested to see if this watches it. What she thinks of it. Yeah, it's yeah. What's this sort of genre? Well, is he's an assassin. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so and he's a meticulous assassin. Yeah. So I mean, let's face it. What. What assassins in movies aren't meticulous? Isn't every <laughs> yeah. assassin in a movie? Yeah, unless it's a comedy. Yeah, like, yeah, you know. yeah. yeah, but is this very, so it's really, particularly the first 15, 20 minutes, is him sitting in an abandoned office building. That's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, talking it's, to it's, an assa- it's a film about an assassin. It is not an action film. Yeah. Like, it is. Oh, okay. Like the psychological yeah. thing of being and an assassin. It's a lot of narration, a lot of like inner monologue. It's based on a comic book. I didn't realize. It's yeah, based, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Um, yep. yeah, really interesting flick. I watched that one. That was the last film I watched for 2023, actually. I watched that on New Year's mm. Eve. Yeah. Um, mm. bit, of a, bit of a drier film than I was expecting to celebrate the, the new year yeah. with, but yeah, it was a great flick as well. It's an excellent movie. Um, yeah, so, and then I've just got a whole bunch of anticipated 2024 movies. Yeah. We, oh, we didn't talk about any DC stuff. Was there any DC movies you liked in 20? Well, I didn't see. I had mixed opinions about The Flash. Yeah. Yeah. Um, haven't seen Blue Beetle. Really fun. It's yeah, fun. yeah. I've seen Blue Beetle. Did you um, see um, Shazam? 
saw Shazam, had mixed feelings about Shazam. Okay. I haven't seen the first one, so I felt like oh, yeah. I had to see the first the one. First the first one, one, yeah, I would recommend like to make, Yeah, to understand the characters. Yeah, yeah. Shazam, oh, I like the family aspects to Shazam. Yeah. Um, the Flash, I enjoyed up to a point. Like I enjoy the things that threw me out of the flash was the CGI. Yeah, the CGI. And I understand that. Yeah, the CGI is rough. Like, and I know, I know it was a choice. Like, and the more I think about it, I'm like, you know what? It does actually feel like a choice. Like, because there's no way I've never seen any CGI like that in a modern film. So it feels like it was a choice. It was just the wrong choice. Yeah, yeah. But you know, like I like the story of the flash. Yeah, the actual, I could, uh, you know, I know that you know you see an actor and you think. The actor's playing a character, don't forget the actor, right? but you can't watch The Flash without thinking, gosh, Ezra Miller. Mm. Interesting because I, I was able to suspend that. I, I, okay. I did lose myself in the film a little bit, but I can understand. I can definitely understand that. Yeah. Like if yeah. you can't do it, like you can't do that, I get it. Like yeah. they did some horrible things. Thankfully, it sounds like they're on the men. They're getting help. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's you know, yeah. That's good. But but as a story, as mm. a like, like it's a good it's it is a good movie. But they're just aspects of the movie. Mm. I was like, oh, it kind of took me out of a few. Stand out for me is Sasha Calais as Supergirl. Like yeah, what? That's, a, yes. So good. Like I think my initial review was I'm like, look, my favorite character is a Flash Batman and Supergirl. This movie was made for me. <laughs> like yeah. I'm always going to enjoy it. Well, and the action scenes, don't get me wrong, the action scenes are excellent. Yeah. Like, that, so the whole the Zod stuff is so awesome. Yeah. yeah. It's excellent. Like that, that part of it's actually. I just love that they were like, oh, remember Man of Steel, the one movie that everyone did like? We're referencing it again. And Flash was there. I'm like, cool, great. So, yeah, so that was that was in me. There were parts of it I yeah. really liked and parts of it. If you, were, if you were kind of mixed on Shazam and you were kind of mixed on Flash, you'll be mixed on the other two okay. as well. Okay. Like, what I would say with Blue Beetle is, like, in terms of the action, it's nothing we haven't seen before. And I think I was talking about this a couple of weeks ago because we've seen each other a lot recently, actually. Mm-hmm. And I was saying, look, I'm at a point now with superhero films where unless you're going to do something so radically different, I don't really care about the action stuff. Yeah. Like, give me good story. Like, give me good character development. Give yeah. me good family stuff. And one thing I think DC really did succeed in this year, maybe even more so than Marvel, was they really got the family dynamic and the hearts of their stories down a lot better. Like, mm-hmm. um, if not for Guardians, I think DC may I may have actually preferred the DC slate. Yeah. Like the like Shazam, like they really lent in that family dynamic. Obviously, like there's the younger brother syndrome now with yeah. like Freddie. Um, there's that moment like where um oh my god, what's his name? Um what's Shazam's name? Billy. Billy, oh, Billy, yeah, Billy yeah, like Billy like is talking to like his adoptive mum and like she's like, But I am your mum. Like and just like broke me down. It's just like, oh my god! I knew it was coming, but I'm so glad they did it anyway. Flash was all about like that, just him trying to repair his family. Yeah. Blue Beetle is very much that. Blue Beetle felt very much like Spider Man by way of Miss Marvel. Yeah. Um, so again, like I loved all that. Um, George Lopez is in it. I've never been a George Lopez fan. I loved him in it. Thought it was really <laughs> great. Um, and then Aquaman was just a story about two brothers. Like yeah. it was just like and. I loved their dynamic in the first one, but having them be reluctant in like a reluctant buddy cop film together, <laughs> it was great. Like, you know, and taking half an hour off the runtime, I think was the right decision. Like I loved the first Aquaman film. It's two and a half hours long. Yeah. Shave and a half an hour off. Then the film moves a bit quicker. You know, we talked, you just talked about how you can't really like, it's hard to ignore the Ezra Miller stuff. Amber Heard, obviously in yeah. this film as well. I had no problem. I was actually really happy to see her. And I was like, you know mm-hmm. what? Like, yeah, obviously she did some horrible things, 
but she did have all of her dirty laundry aired in front of the entire world. Like yeah. maybe mm. cut the girl some some slack, mm. not forgiving anything she did. Like in any relationship, there's you know, it's yeah. not my job to assess their relationship. I was happy to see her. She was mostly replaced by an octopus, though. To be fair, <laughs> like the third the, the third member of the group for the most part is the octopus. Like, <laughs> yeah. um, but when she's on there, it was great. Like she's got she had some really like badass moments where she's using her aquakinesis. There's a really funny joke earlier early on where like. Every time, because Arthur and, and Mira have a child now, that's not the, that's in the trailer, it's not a spoiler. Mm-hmm. And like the kid keeps peeing on him, and like he finally figures out a way to wrap the nappy, but then she uses her aquakinesis to get the pee on. Like, I was like, great, like, didn't know we we're gonna do pee jokes in DC movies, I'm here for it. Um, so look, they're not gonna change the world, they're not gonna revolutionize the genre. That universe is officially closed, but I thought DC had a, a decent finish to the universe. There's a lot of fun to be had with those movies, even if they weren't. The best of movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you said you have some anticipated films. Oh, I've got a lot of anticipated films. <laughs> I'm just going to read them all out. Let me. I'll start with the big one at the top, which is Deadpool three. The yeah. only Marvel Cinematic Universe yeah. film for the year. Yeah. I think it's a good decision. Yeah. I agree. I think time heals some wounds. And mm-hmm. it's going to be like by all accounts, based on everything that's been leaked. Maybe the biggest Marvel film since Endgame. Yeah. Like, at, yeah. Least, at least in Snow Way Home, there are a lot of returning characters. Yes. They've seen the Fantastica on set. We've seen Toad on set. We've seen Sabretooth on set. Mm-hmm. We've seen, uh, we've heard that uh, Elektra from Daredevil is coming yeah. back. Ben Affleck. There's been rumors. And we're talking, we're talking Jennifer Garner, Elektra. We're not yeah. talking yeah. Elodie Young, who is, I mean, she needs to come back. She's yeah. fantastic. But, um, and apparently, like, this film is going to basically merge the Fox universe with the MCU. Mm-hmm. Uh, from what I understand is that every different Marvel Cinematic Universe we've seen, whether it was Sony or Fox, is now going to be canon. Like, that's the goal yeah. with these films, yeah, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Um, Interesting to see what they may do with the Fantastic Four. I also heard a rumour just this morning, I think it was, that Blake Lively, um, Ryan Reynolds' wife, has a cameo as... Female Deadpool, Lady Deadpool. Oh, really? get out! Which that I'm like, that's so good. like she's a great actress. I think she's really yeah. underrated. Like people seem to know her more as his wife than anything else right now. But she's really good. And oh, why not? Good. Like that's yeah, cool. Yeah, like, that's great. Do like a Mister and Mrs. Smith type thing. Yeah. Away. yeah. <laughs> um. So I'm, that's that's my most anticipated. But I'll just read through these because these are also high on the list. So Transformers have an animated movie coming out called oh. Transformers One. Animated, you say? Animated. Yeah. Cool. Which is going to, I've seen some stills of the, um, just what the animation style is going to be, look, mm. look like. It looks incredible. Nice. So it's going back to the 80s TV style oh, animation. Cool. Yeah. yeah, cool. Uh, it looks unbelievable. Nice. Cell animation style, but um, it looks incredible. I think they're, fr- like, I just, I've never been a Transformers kid. I, I was born too late for Transformers, so it never really appealed to me. I went and saw that first movie, the first Michael Bay movie, and in the first three minutes I knew it wasn't for me, and that was fine. So I was like, ah, it's fine. I'll watch this, and I'm pretty sure what it is. I've never gone back to a Transformers film except for Bumblebee, which I thought was the best. It had a very like Iron Giant feel. It had very, <laughs> again, like very Lone Wolf and Cub, the idea of like a girl and a robot. Like that's what yeah. it felt like. Mm. And I was like, this... And again, going back to the DC argument, this is what I care about. Give me characters, give me relationships. Yeah. The re- like the superheroics, the visuals will take care of themselves. Like just yeah. get yeah, strong get the plot of the story. So I'm, ex- you know, I'm. Uh, whilst it's not on my radar, 
if I see a trailer and it gives me those that turtles vibe or that Spider Verse mm-hmm. vibe, I'll be in well, for from it. From what I've seen from the concept art, yeah, that they put out, that they're just a really good. It looks. I think it's going to be a winner. Yeah. Um, June two is coming out next month. Oh wow! Is that soon? Two, yeah. I think it's maybe March, but I thought it was February. So um, that's really big on this. Furiosa coming out. Trailer is great, and I um, I think Anya Taylor Joy looks terrifying. Yeah. Like because she's all dirtied up, and it almost looks like blood. And I was like. Oh, like this is actually a very scary image. I'm very excited to see it. And uh, Chris Hemsworth with a big old prosthetic nose. Yes. You know? <laughs> Chris Hemsworth playing villain. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, Joker, Folly yeah. Adieu. Lady Gaga as Harley Quinn. I'm yeah. here for it. Ghost- oh, wonderful. Cool. Yeah. Ghostbusters, Frozen Empire. That looks no way, amazing. Really? Awesome. Yeah. Looks really – and all the OGs are back, the, the ones that are still left. Like they're actually yeah. in the story this time. Yeah. Um, it looks – and that trailer, just that like – I was thinking, I was saying to Tina, I'm like, oh, it's like Frozen. Like all the ice spikes <laughs> coming out of the beach. Like it's Frozen. But like, yeah. Um, and I think they, they was like this the line, like they're called the death chill. I'm like, yes. It actually looks scary. Yeah. Like, and we haven't seen scary Ghostbusters since the first Ghostbusters. Mm. So I like that they're leaning into the horror more. Like, that's cool. And Slime is back as well. So, yeah. <laughs> so that one's on the list. Um, Civil War, I'm not sure if you know about Civil War, but Civil War is an Alex Garland movie. I've heard of it. I haven't watched any trailers, but yeah. he. Everything is made of love, Ex Machina, Men, yeah. um, Annihilation. Yeah. He wrote 28 Days Later. So that's on the list. Um, John Krasinski's got a new movie coming out next year called If. Oh, this is with Steve Carell. Imaginary Friend. Mm, I haven't yes. watched the trailer for a year. I actually don't watch a lot of trailers anymore, but um, yeah. I try to go in as cold, as cold as possible, but I have heard of this one, yeah. So this looks like a family movie. Mm. Um, so I'm looking forward yeah. to that one. Speaking of Krasinski, is it Quiet Place Day 1? That's on the list. Um, there they you go. Um, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. I mm. really enjoy the Planet of the Apes movies. Now, is it? I've heard mixed mixed information. Is it a continuation of the trilogy, or is it? Oh, I I think they're new characters. I thought I heard that it was set like a hundred years after the death of Caesar, so yeah. it's still the same universe, but yeah, so in the future. Yes, yeah, so new <laughs> new younger. Apes. Younger apes, yep. yeah. Apes Junior. Inside Out Two. Yeah. Yeah. I saw the teaser for it the other day. It was in front of Wonka. Yeah. I didn't really know much about it, but I was like, "This is cool." Like teenage emotions. Oh, yeah. Great. Fabulous. Kevin Costner's got a new Western movie coming out called Horizon, uh, and then, so he's got one called Horizon Chapter One. I've seen the trailer for that. It's only it's only a brief teaser. Mm. Um, I've liked Kevin Costner's westerns. Mm. This one looks like it's going to be a good one. Quiet Place Day One, we've mentioned. Alien has a new movie coming out. Romulus? Alien Romulus. Yeah. Is coming out. And the last one I'm anticipating is Beetlejuice 2. Finally, with General Ortega. So modern screen queen, General Ortega. What was the one before Beetlejuice 2 you just said? Um, Romulus. Romulus, Alien Romulus. I'm wary. And the only reason I'm wary is that I have not liked an alien film since Alien. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but they keep making alien films. And I'm, I'm excited because I remember when Disney bought Fox, everyone was talking about like Deadpool and the X-Men. I was like, that is such a small portion of what Fox has. Like Fox has Die Hard. Fox has Predator. Mm. Which and they made Prey and Prey was mm. a lot of fun. Fox has Alien. Like they need, they have, Fox owns The Simpsons. Like start doing cool stuff with it. Like Disney has some of the best writers in the world, so start utilizing this project. It's taking a little while to get to Alien. 
I'm hoping. I'm hopeful. Well, it sounds like, from what I understand, it's more along the aliens. Yeah. So I say much more action. Yeah. Look, style. I'm never going to get 79 Alien again. It's fine. <laughs> Carpenter came pretty close to that weird, like, flute scene. <laughs> like, <laughs> i got to go back to that movie because I did enjoy a lot of it. So, yeah, so they anticipated me. I'm trying, yeah, to think of, I'm trying to think what else is coming. I'm sure there's a couple more. What are your thoughts on, and this might not be an anticipated one, but I'm interested, what are your thoughts on Madam Web? Not interested. Not interested at all. Those costumes, are, I mean, again, you can't base it from just a yeah. but like there's a shot of Sydney Sweeney, who I only discovered like in the last two months, apparently she's huge in America, of her wearing the Spider-Girl costume, looks exactly like yeah. the character. But like, and um, what's his name? Adam Scott is playing Ben Parker. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Do you Have you seen the trailer for Madam Web? I don't think so. I don't mm. think you've shown me that one. Yeah, yeah. I'm a bit worried. Mm. And what about Craven? Any any thoughts on Craven? Uh, Russell Crowe playing yeah. senior Craven. Probably, probably about the same. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, Sony haven't had the best track record. No. I um, I remember the first Venom movie when I watched it in theaters. I um, was mentally writing a shopping list during the film because I, I didn't quite get into it. But I rewatched it last year, and I was like, you know what? If you just take it for what it is, it's a really fun movie. And then I, I rewatched Carnage. The first time I watched Carnage, I was disappointed because spoilers, they kill Carnage. Mm. And it's very tame for what I thought of Carnage. Was. But again, if you take it for what it is on a rewatch, it was fun. I would mm. like more, but yeah. Mm. But yes, yeah, Sony have continued continually insist on building a universe of Spider Man without Spider Man. Yeah. Um, yeah, and look, this is coming from a Marvel fan. Like mm. I I'm familiar with all of the characters. Yeah. And I, I still don't think I'm going to go and watch it. Mm. Like, so mm. I'm worried about, like, if I know who the characters are, I'm already invested yeah. in that universe. If I'm not mm. going to watch it, who's going to go and watch this movie? All oh, right. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Mm. Interesting. I'm trying to think of anything else. There, I know there are a couple of movies coming up that I had on top of my head before. Didn't write them down. Ill prepared. Um, mm. But it's interesting, it's going to be very comic book light for the first time in a decade. Mm. Like, with the exception, even maybe since 2020, like 2020, we didn't have really any movies come out. Mm. There's going to be very comic book light, which I think is not a bad thing. I think it's good to take a bit of a break. Like, as you mentioned, with Deadpool being the only one, there's no DC. There's nothing DC out in cinemas this year. Mm. Um, we have Christ on Into the Earth, the animated movies coming out this year. Okay. The first part, first part drops next week. But, yeah, nothing live action until next year with Superman Legacy, which I'm very excited for. Mm. Um, and, yeah, just one Marvel film. So it'll be, it'll be interesting. It'll be, it'll be good to give other franchises or other movies a chance to breathe. And give yeah, it. yeah, true. Just have to see what else is out there. Mm. Mm. Is there another Fast and the Furious this year? Surely there's. Oh, God. <laughs> I watched Are we up to number 14 or something? Yeah, it'll be 11. I watched, oh, my God. I watched Fast X the other day. I was like, look, Jason Momoa's the villain. I'm going to watch it. And... The, the director, I was reading an interview. Uh, clearly, I read a lot of interviews. And the director was like, look, the last movie they went to space. I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad we're in space. We're not looking to elevate. We're going we're gonna to go more grounded with this one. Oh, my God. And I watched it and I was like, okay, so by grounded you mean physically they stay on the ground. Because <laughs> there's a scene. I don't know if you've seen this. I was telling you the other day. It's incredible. I think previously the best scene in a Fast and the Furious film was when The Rock with his bare hands moves a guy to torpedo away from the cars. On, oh, a, on ice plants. But in this one, Vin Diesel is chasing a bomb that's rolling down the streets of Italy and it's going to blow up the Vatican. 
As you do. <laughs> yes. Could it? No, no. And he's driving and he's driving off his bomb and he can't stop it. He's like, I don't know what to do. We need to get it. And they're like, you've tried everything you can, Dom. Like, get out of there. And Vindis is like, I haven't tried everything. And, of course, of course, <laughs> just to the side of him, he's driving up. There's one of those, like, trucks with the ramp that carries all the cars. And the oh. ramp the ramp has me down. So he drives off and he drives and crashes into a crane which swings around and knocks the bomb into the river. Thankfully, Italy is safe. <laughs> like the, Jeez, the ridiculous, the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. But I'll be honest, oh, I loved it. It's um, oh, they're finishing it with. There's two more to come out, and then they're done. Apparently, I want to remind people for those who forget, the first Fast and the Furious movie is about people who steal DVD players. <laughs> now and now that's what it's about. Yeah. It's about people who like get on the back of trucks and steal DVD players. You can't buy a DVD player anymore. <laughs> How far we've Actually, come. got yeah. me thinking. I remember we were, we were watching Wonka the other day, and I said to David as we're waiting for you know all the credits to to start and for the movie to start. Sorry, and I'm like, do people actually take videos of movies anymore? You know how like yeah. back in yeah. the early 2000s, the woman who was sitting next like, to us in Barbie was filming Barbie. Like, oh, it wow. does happen. Yeah, yeah. Because remember, how, that's how you sort of got movies all the time, just doing yeah. it. You know. Yeah. The, Bad. Yep, from Caribbean Market. Yep, Caribbean Market. <laughs> anyway. yeah. um, those were some lovely, lovely movies. <laughs> really good movies on your list. I feel like there's so much stuff we didn't even get to talk about, but we have been going for almost two and a half hours. Yeah. Um, any final thoughts? Any Liz, did you have anything you're looking forward to for 2024? Dave's giving us a few um, Inside Out, definitely. Mm. Um, I think that's – I've been really anticipating that one for a while. Isabella's just in the background going, woo Because mm. um, I really love that. As I said, I think mm. on one of our podcasts, it's like one of my top movies. Yeah, I think it time. was. Yeah, yeah. So really interested to see how um, – yeah, how they yeah. how they do that because that's about puberty now. So mm. it'll be interesting to see an anxiety, which I think is quite a good um, concept. And, and for I kids. think a lot more on emotions too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, I think so, anxiety anxiety is just the one that I think depression is going to come into it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I wonder, like, it's Disney. How far into like? puberty do they go like yes. do they go into like the idea of affection and stuff like yeah, that yeah. and crushing on people yeah. like yeah it'd be interesting to see but um yeah. I'm, yeah I'm keen for that yeah and obviously Deadpool 100% so excited for that there's also I just remember there's also a Godzilla Kong 2 coming out um, yeah yeah I did see the trailer for that oh there's a trailer for it yeah I I haven't watched the TV show like I've watched all of them and with the exception of Skull Island I just something's missing yeah. I don't know what it is like something's just just not quite working. Oh, Rebel Moon Part Two will come out soon okay. as well. Yeah, um, which we we talked about um, off air. I I quite enjoyed Part One, so I'm uh, looking to see how that how that wraps up. Yeah. Um, excellent. Well, that'll do it then. We'll wrap things up for the first episode of 2024. So thank you, Liz David, for letting me into oh, your right. home thank and you. listening and having a chat about some movies. I think it's a great way to start off the year. Um, for those listening, if you want to learn more or follow along, you can find me on Instagram. I was a teenage film snob. I'll be posting up plenty of photos of movies I'm watching, as well as a bit, a bit of a secret project I've been working on uh, at home. More will be revealed uh, in the coming weeks, maybe even sooner. I'm working pretty hard on it. Uh, if you want to support the show financially, you can head to tpublic.com and buy your own I was a teenage film snob T-shirt, or you can click the links in my uh, profile on Instagram. But that's going to do it. Um, thanks again to David and Liz. They'll be back pretty soon because we're going to enter the 2000s very, very shortly and talk about some more movies from another mm-hmm. decade. Um, 
But until then, I just want to uh, thank everyone for listening. Hope you all had a happy, safe new year. Looking forward to talking about plenty of new movies this year. And as I say every week, guys, I was a teenage film snob, but I'm trying to be better. We'll see you next week. All right, I just hit record. We don't have to start straight away. Just mm-hmm. get a go if you need a few more. Yeah. Another minute or so. When does Paddington 3 come Oh, got to be. Oh, have they started filming it yet? I know Sally Hawkins isn't back. She's not back. No. Oh, really? She, uh, I think she opted to do Wonka instead. Yeah, she was in that. I think there was a, yeah, we saw Wonka the other day. So I think there was a clash and she was like, it's time to bow out of the Paddington franchise. You know, I've enjoyed doing it by moving on and doing something else. Okay. Oh, that's sad. Sounds great. Recast. Or does the Paddington franchise get to go dark? (laughs) You know? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is the year Paddington went savage. <laughs> one, two, one, two, few marmalade sandwiches and it was off the rails. <laughs> the marmalade affair. <laughs> the marmalade. The marmalade incident. They made some really good. He just calls her Lady Marmalade. <laughs> <laughs> he gets involved with like you know. Did you see cocaine bear? I actually watched it the oh, other day. Did you? It is, look, you get what you pay for. <laughs> it's in the title. Yes. <laughs> like I was talking about it on the podcast this morning because we're doing, yeah, like horror in review. And I was like, I get, because they were like, what's the worst horror film of the year? And like, I was like, I was like, honestly, I don't have a worst horror film. I can't even tell you like five bad films. I thought like all of them had their own merits. I was like, yes, cocaine bear if you want to, but you kind of get what you pay for. And someone was like, yeah, that wasn't like terrible. I'm like, no, like it wasn't, like it was fine. Um, but it's weird, like, because Alden Ehrenreich, the guy who played Han Solo, yeah. is yeah. in it. He's in a very different film to everyone else because everyone's, like, in a very self-aware, like, silly movie and he's playing it so seriously. Oh, really? It's, like, I would say for that alone you got to watch it because it's, like, why is everyone having fun and he's got this, like, really grim, like, gravitas of a performance. Oh, my God. He's excellent in Alden Ehrenreich. Alden Ehrenreich. I can't remember what it is. He's, in, he's um, one of the – in um, – I'm sure it's older now. Yeah, I'm sure you're. I'm sure you're right. He's in a lot of the scenes with Robert Downey Jr. He's yes, yeah. yes, yeah. he's great in it. Yeah. He's he's like the senator or whatever the one, or like the lawyer who's trying to like Robert Downey Jr. trying to clear his name because Oppenheimer yes. was like clapping back at him basically. We were watching yeah. it the other day, and I said, "You said you point out who is that guy?" And I said, "That's Alden Ehrenreich. He was in Han Solo." Han Solo, Han Solo that's movie. right. Yeah. I got that confused. I thought he was, no, you know who I thought he was? I thought he was playing, um, what's his name? Elton John. Oh, yeah. that's, um, that's El- Taron Egerton. Yeah, yeah Taron Egerton. Yeah. Those two do look kind of similar. And I would even yeah. throw Ansel Elgort in there as well, mm-hmm. the kid from Baby Driver. Like three, yeah, like, brooding, yeah. handsome men. Like, <laughs> um, Taron Egerton apparently in talks to be Wolverine. So I'm cool, cool with that. Nice. So, yeah. Not Daniel Radcliffe. Like, like, I mean, look, there's the rumors galore. Like, yeah, there'll probably be someone we don't even think of again. Like, someone who you think to be horribly miscast and it works out fine, just like Hugh Jackman. So, <laughs> yeah, Taron Egerton, maybe he would be a good choice. I'm, I think my most favorite casting I've heard in the last few weeks is Nicholas Holter's Lex Luthor. That's what I'm really yeah. keen for. Yeah, 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 he's great. That's perfect casting. Yeah, yeah I like how Gary Oldman's in that. Oof. Okay, I'm, I'm just writing go. down some, like, who are the producers and stuff. Nice. Like, yeah, anyway.
Nice one. You're getting into the details that if I don't, I don't bother know. with you getting you're taking it. Really, it's, it's, tw- it's 2024. We're getting serious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me just stretch these old muscles. Oh. Welcome to. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to start the show. <laughs> no, say the thing. Say the thing. It's no, like no, 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 no. I'm going to say it. Go no, ahead. Go and no, say no. it. <laughs> I was going to call salt burn, salt bush. Feel the burn. That's, uh, that was uh, that was pretty salty. Um, okay. 